Hey friends, it's good to see you again. I'm Brian. I'm Joe. Let's Let's start start the show. As as soon as the the sound came in, I set down my coffee loudly. (laughs) Thunk. I was like, that's what what you get to hear. I didn't notice I was doing my Yosemite Sam, you know, getting myself excited. Big finger, double finger guns. (laughs) (laughs) So you psych yourself up. Pew, 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 pew. I didn't mean to shock you there. (laughs) With that description, Brian. Just third. I'm out, man. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> right Welcome. Welcome, listener, to the last best conversation podcast, which is going to be full of more hilarity, more conversation, and probably the best talk, talky talks you have ever heard in because, your life. Because we bring the campfire to you. Oh, remember man. That? Remember that? TM. Trade, trademark. Oh, trademark. I was like, I was like thanks too, too much. Thank you. Thank you much. I'm stealing that from somebody. I'm stealing that from like a cartoon or something. Or like a, I'm remembering some sort of comedy skit where the person kept on restating TM every time they'd come up with some sort of idea. Yeah. Well, okay. It, it it's sounds, like calling dibs on it. It sounds, yeah. It's, well, yeah, it's yeah. Sound, did you ever watch Arrested Development? Like patent pending. Yeah. Arrested <laughs> Development. Okay. Uh, and there, there was the brother that was the mu- musician. It sounds like something he would do. I can't I remember his name right now. I can't even picture Arrested Development. Who was oh that? What was this movie? What was this show about? Uh, a, a family mm-hmm. who were, was into like construction and real estate, but then like they realized later that like their dad and mom are like the worst people. Oh. <laughs> Isn't he like a drunk or something? I think they're all kind of drunks, but okay. like like something has to do with maybe Saddam and they're like building houses in, in Iraq. Is this with like, Larry David and... Um, Okay, do you know the movie with Will Smith where he plays the superhero that's the drunk? Yes. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I am legend? Nope. No, nope, 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 nope. I know what you're talking I know what you're talking about. It's like Hawk or something like that. <laughs> he, has a, he has like a cool superhero name. Yeah, I remember. I'm seeing it in my head. And he has like the, the sunglasses yep. and like mm-hmm. naked sometimes. Yeah. The, the protagonist, the guy that's like with him, oh, he's the main star mm-hmm. in Arrested Development. That's that's how I'm trying to bring you Oh, there. the main star in Arrested Development. Um, is he also in Ozark? Hancock. 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 Yes. I'm five minutes too late. Yes. No big deal. After the fingering joke. <laughs> Hancock. <laughs> All coming together. Okay, so so yeah, so Arrested Development. It's if you just just based on both of your reactions right now, mm-hmm. you both need to go back and watch it. Not the final one that came out like years and years later. That one's meh. they rebooted mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah, kind of like uh, uh, yeah, what they what they always want with like Friends and The Office and whatever. They yeah. did that with Arrested Development. It's like yeah, okay, it's it's fine. I think I know exactly what you're talking about now that we're talking about it. It's a funny show, right? Dude, it is. Okay. It is. Is there hilarious? Is there something about a lemonade stand? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, lemonade stand, but it's banana stand. But okay, I've the, seen there's this. Money show. in the banana stand. I yeah, got gotcha. you. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hilarious. Now, b- bring me back to why we brought this up. Now I'm just uh, happy that I got that. Oh, oh, because because the trademark thing. It sounds ah, like yes. one of the guys on there would have been like trademark, Patent trademark. Pending. But yep. I don't think he. I don't think he did. But it yeah. just sounds like something. He, that's what came into my mind. That is the correct type of humor that we're right. looking for. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm glad we went down that we rabbit hole. Whole route. Yeah. So if you haven't watched Arrested Development in a while, or ever Hancock or Hancock, man, I haven't seen that movie because I, I mean I was thinking about it and I'm like I have got like two pictures from that whole movie in my brain and that's it. I can't see any other 
actor or situation. Maybe he's like walking into some place. Maybe like a bank holdup that's he, about to get he shot walks, up. He walks into places. He walks yeah. into places oh, slow motion. Oh, bank thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I remember he uh, like went through the wall of his ex's house or oh. something. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. That's, that's about, oh, <laughs> it's the only two things I can spoil because the rest of them just like, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. happened. I know he, and he lived in like a trailer or something. Yeah, so the guy for Arrested Development is trying to like get him to be a better superhero because he's just like this guy that doesn't care about his image at all, but he's like, dude, you're a superhero. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> stop drinking care. so much and then like tell the police they do a good job. Do you, you know? think though you would get a substance, like if you personally were a superhero and you could like do everything, mm -hmm. do you need to numb the pain at some point in time or the monotony or the pressure of needing to be that person? So, so when, when you watch the movie, you realize... Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched this movie from early 2000s, <laughs> late 90s, like, what the hell? I just like, like saying spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. It makes me so feel like anyway, I'm anyway, you things, realize yeah. that they live a really long time, maybe even eternal, mm -hmm. right? Mm. I think it's I think it's the, the, the psychology and mental strain that that has that would cause you to drink. Not like being a superhero and all of that. I think it's just like living eternally, watching so many people die. Watching all of your friends die. Right. Having and then like making new friends, dogs. but you always know, like, they're just going to die on me yeah. in what feels like a week. You yeah. Know? yeah. Just right? a blip because, on your radar. Yeah, because, like, be like generations and generations, like, you were friends with, like, like people in the, the Black Plague, right? Like, oh, like yeah. All the way back then, and now you're in the 2000s, and there's cell phones and whatever, and you're still trying to make friends. Yeah, and so I just feel like, yeah, I'll save people every once in a while, but what's the deal? Because they're just going to die anyway. Yeah, plus, like, you could take like 100 years off going on a binger, yep. and then like it was mm. like your weekend. Like, <laughs> yeah. not a big oh, deal. Yeah. Not a big deal. <laughs> so I, I think, but but you bring up a, a question in my mind is like, if, if you're impervious to bullets and fire and everything that's dangerous to us and gravity has very little effect on you, what kind of proof are you drinking, right? Like, oh, for real. Like... like you just trying how, to just how, black how, out immediately. Right. <laughs> is he like drinking kegs at a time? Oh. Or is it like just trying to find that that deep south uh, distillery hidden in the woods that's 90 proof, you know? Your, yeah. your glass is shaking when it's just sitting on the table. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, give me that. <laughs> yeah. that. That's Bugs Bunny. Yes. I know that for a fact. <laughs> that is Bugs Bunny, what you just referenced. Oh, yes. so. um, yeah, that's... You, you have to have purpose, not to be too deep in this in a funny conversation, but you'd have to have purpose to be happy, whether you've got superheroes or not. And if you're like a superhero and you don't know what your purpose is, because you can't, life's not imminent, you're not going to die soon, so you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about changing the neighborhood you're in because it's all going to rot away within 100 years anyways or whatever. Mm -hmm. What do you live for? You can't live for your significant other unless they're a superhero. Mm. But where do you find them? Spoiler alert. Where do you find them? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> if you're a superhero out there and you're listening, um, hit us up. Yeah, we'd like to have you on as a fourth. We have a third today that we haven't introduced we'd yet. We'd like to know um, what it's like to date as a superhero. And then, you know, do you date <laughs> and what's outside? Your, what's your purpose in life? Yeah. Or do you just drink? Do you, do you drink for the flavor? Or do you drink alcohol just to get drunk? And like, and so, and if so, I mean, can we try some? Or are they like Captain America, and I'm sure, that, I'm sure he doesn't drink. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that drinks. Or that if he does, wrong. it's in in secret, you know, <laughs> all all off on his own. <laughs> yeah, he's not drinking alone in his one bedroom apartment. You know, like, <laughs> like a true American. Yeah, that's why that's why he's always at work. You know, he's a workaholic, <laughs> avoiding <laughs> avoiding the voices inside his head. They're scary. They're he's loud. like Batman when you think about it. You know, 
Batman's just doing this stuff because he's like not wanting to see a counselor. Right. He's just like, I could fix me, but maybe just beat people up instead, (laughs) but figure a way to get, be okay with it. Like, because they're bad guys to make it okay. beating people up. Yeah. Yeah. Which is all superhero stuff is anyway. It's like, these are the right times kids to beat people up. Yeah. You know what I found really interesting in a recent, I don't watch a lot of the Marvel things. I just, I just feel like there's too many. Like, okay, I got to watch one. I got to watch another one, whatever. There's a whole universe. It's well-made. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but when I did watch one of the last Avengers, they were doing damage control in the area that they were doing their superhero stuff in. So they're like, no, okay. don't throw them through a building because everybody's going to get mad because that's somebody's workspace and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. In 90% of these superhero movies, that was never taken into account. It didn't matter that yeah. you killed a family of four in the, in the uh, van that you just threw down the highway to like, I don't know, block some asteroid. Yeah, they just pretended that didn't exist. That went, Ast- cool. <laughs> went to asteroid. I was I was wondering where that that word was leading. Asteroid. As you block some asteroid, that was good. Well, that was good. And and so yeah, like um or or like the Godzilla movies, right? I just watched like the newest Godzilla, which is actually pretty good. Um, they destroy cities, but then they're all excited at the end, and I'm like. Yeah. Killed a million people. Yeah, they're like, like but, but like we're a alive. Million people. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're celebrating like a million funerals. Yeah. And having to rebuild a city. And they, they kind of take note of that because they're like, there's something about like these are aliens that come down and they have like some gateway or something. And so they build these walls around the city to try to protect the city. You have to watch the new Godzilla. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's still Godzilla. So yeah. please don't think that this is like Macbeth or something. <laughs> like it is not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, based off of violence and destruction. <laughs> right. I right. just want to see smashy smash yes. and explosions. Yes. Okay, good. And so then you watch that and, and then like when they like lean on a building to like, in the middle of a battle, you're like, "There's, there's, that's somebody's apartment <laughs> right now that your little <laughs> spine is poking into its baby. Yeah. Right. Their, their baby's <laughs> in the crib, dead. And they're like, yep. now, now they're at least homeless because that's not structurally sound anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, Jeez. you can't live in that building. Nope. Right. What happened to your house? Well, Godzilla leaned up against it. Ooh, <laughs> that happened to my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, where are we, what are we doing for lunch? <laughs> An insurance cost. <sighs> Oh my god! Do you have it, Godzilla insurance? <laughs> right. Um, well, the the chance just like flood insurance, they're like, oh, the chances of Godzilla coming to your house aren't as high, so your your Godzilla insurance is lower. So we live out in the country. It's like, why would Godzilla ever come out here? He destroys cities. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so like, and then he decides to go on a jog, and he can cover seventeen states because he's huge. And then you happen to be in the way. Insurance company doesn't cover it. Now you right. got to bring your lawyers right. out, and it's yeah. a whole debacle. And that's a movie in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, okay, we should make these movies. Yeah, that's like the after Avengers saved the city, right? Where okay. we're just like construction crew, or may, maybe like like a nonprofit that's like coming through to like help recover after the superheroes come through and we're like yeah. all mad at them and we make like little inside jokes about them and right. like how we're funding it all and all of that. I think that would be a good movie. Selling some merchandise with like <laughs> Captain America's shield and the big X through it. Yeah. Like, we're not his fan. <laughs> yeah. He's keeping us in business though. Or no, you can't really talk openly about him because they can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> they, they want, first off, they can beat you up because they, they are, beat they you are. So but they're too. also providing you all of your, all of your, your job. You're getting all your funds, all of your things. So this is the thing that Joe and I have talked about a lot about how nonprofits exist 
if they were all really good at being nonprofits, mm-hmm. they'd no longer exist at some point. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. And, and, and mm-hmm. not, not just like ones that help homeless, but if you're like flood relief or, you know, whatever, like there has to be periods of time where there's no floods in the state that you're in. Right. So yeah. how do you, how do you like, I picked a bad example. No, let's say like, that we've got, let's say that we've got 25 homeless people, which we do about 25 homeless people. <laughs> let's say that, um, all 25 of those people just moved to Washington or mm-hmm. something. They just moved They're Now they're not, we, we now no longer have any homeless people. Yeah. Um, how many executive directors for nonprofits that help homeless people do you think would resign? Right, and so that's the point. We might actually gain one or two. What? Somehow. Yeah. So what happens when there is no one? Does or just just like there's a huge imbalance? Like there's only if there's twenty five humans, just one person. Why do we need fifty nonprofits um, looking after those and writing each one of them writing grants for thousands and thousands of dollars? And fifty percent of all those dollars are going right into their paychecks. Interesting. <gasps> and, yeah, man. Right. And so the, the nonprofit I used to work for, Childbridge, I'm not going to say anything bad about them, but hypothetically, um, their job was to, not hypothetically, their job was, and it still <laughs> is, to, to find um, families for foster children. And so if they did that well enough, if we, mm-hmm. when I was working there, did that well enough, we should eventually... There should be no more need for us to find homes because we found enough. You need to. You should be able to work yourself out of a job. This many foster children, which there's always more, but mm-hmm. then there's also on the other end, there's 18 year olds aging out, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure what the ratio is there. If it's one to one, you know, it's probably not. But like, eventually, there should be a need maybe for one guy. You know, instead of seven going out there to find. Yeah, uh, and that used to be a thought for two and a half years when I worked for them. I'm like. If mm-hmm. I do this well enough, I'm really just putting myself out of a job. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and like, I was making pretty decent money doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that they, and, and, like, I feel that it's one of the best nonprofits I've ever worked for and I'm aware of. Like, mm-hmm. they pay their employees well. They don't have too many of them. They have to just the right amount. They all work really hard. They have great training. Like, all of that stuff. Okay, so you have, like, this, this super team put together. In five years, we're done. Yeah, like, right. like, it's happening. <laughs> we won't need any more homes. Like we're we're done. Mm-hmm. There's, or there's maybe set up a mechanism that would just be this automatic thing that you could just like you know, sign up for through the city or the state. Like the government should be helping this sort of thing. Or we're the people. The the nonprofit should help set up systems to then put, that are going to be permanent and just stay in place. Right. And so that was the problem. That's why we existed. Is because the state of Montana. They're the ones that do all the licensing and everything. Anyway, uh-huh. they have zero budget that the government will put forward to recruit. Oh man. And so how the, did that the, happen? The only right. And so the only people that um, that come to foster care because you get paid a stipend um, are people that need money mm-hmm. or are really, really, really super motivated because the bureaucracy of like getting signed up to be a foster parent is crazy. Yeah. You don't yeah. just like go sign a piece of paper. It's like, not like a weekend ordeal. It, like, a, hey, I'm a foster parent now. Nope. It's a huge yeah. packet. It's 40 hours of training. It's and, and it's on we- weekends and weird times and especially during COVID wearing masks doing this. There was an eight hour zoom that you had to attend wow when covid was going on that's Eight too much hours that's too long right <laughs> what are we going to talk and, about and so, right. <laughs> and so, yes. and so all of that it was just to like i actually vet 
the the people potential foster parents right like mm-hmm. if you can't sit through eight hours of class how are you going to take in this kid that comes from an, a, an abusive or neglective home true right that so that does make so, some sense and um, and then the rest of the class is actually needed of how to care for you know children that come from trauma and all that anyway we totally mm-hmm. got sidetracked just to say like that would be an excellent premise for a movie to be like this nonprofit that is mad at the superheroes because we only exist because of them. But once we start to like get ahead, we realize like we need them. Uh And so then like somebody in the insurance company on the side is like making a super bad guy. Right. Oh my. Yep. Yep. So then in the background, we realize that the insurance company is actually supporting. What was the name of the, the bad place that's in all the Avengers movies? Um, Captain America. Oh my goodness! I actually watch these movies. <laughs> I like you guys, so I, I should know. Uh, uh, Cobra, Co- not Cobra. That's GI Joe. Ooh, Cobra Kai. <sighs> Dang it! So it's the a place they go to? So the bad the, the bad the bad guys in the first Captain America movie were named this, and I cannot uh, think of it. People oh. are probably pulling their hair out. Hydra. Boom. Oh, Hydra. Hydra. Okay. And so the insurance company is secretly funding Hydra, right? But they're mad at this. All of it. It would be a great movie. I can even see the trailer. I mean, it would be us three on a hilltop. And then you guys are all upset. I'm like, you know, we're watching a a city crumble. And like, oh, no, what a bad thing. And I'm like, nah, guys, that's job security. And I'm smoking a cigar or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Or even finding finding the kids. That's some foreshadowing right there. (laughs) (laughs) If that's the intro, boom. That's that's some major foreshadowing. I'm good at trailers. (laughs) What What about this? What about the kids who can't get placed like the worst of the worst? We want them because we're trying to place them. And, you know, they're part of they're part of our process. But they they get kicked out of too many homes. They go to our super secret training thing mm. where they get like a injection full of you know something something. So now they are a superhero in themselves. But they have all that angst, all that teenage anger. They become they're they're not a superhero. They're just super villain, obviously. Yeah. And so now we're funding our own, you know, just to keep us job in security. Oh man, this is. Netflix. TM. Talk TM. Yeah, all TM. of you listening. TM. <laughs> registered. Pending. Did we just figure out a movie, but then yeah. also how to become like evil super super villains? Mm-hmm. This now, might be more of a documentary. Yeah, <laughs> like this is this is when it all started. Just three guys talking in a basement of a real estate uh, building, and we can sleep at night because we are doing good. Just yes. think of all the kids we are placing right. in great homes. The right. ones that yeah that we can place, we do. The other ones we make into uh, super villain mutants <laughs> to do our bidding and uh, create job security for us. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, also, it's just good business. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is smart business. It's the way to go about things. Job security. I don't know why I talk like that. But in the movie, I would be very much like, job security. <laughs> what is, what is, okay, so now, now it's a, a whole other side cough. track. <laughs> 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 the, the guy, oh, dang it. This is another thing where I'm just going to sit here and go, I, I, I name movies. He was in Aliens. Oh, there's a guy that you remind me exactly of oh. that, that would be that role in oh. Aliens, like smoking a cigar. Yeah, Jesse and, Ventura. Oh, well, he, definitely him. The definitely guy, him. That's the not guy who I was Predator, thinking of. That's know? not who I was thinking of, but that would be the a guy good one. like, I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah. You know that guy? <laughs> I, I know Jesse Ventura, and he, he his speaking voice is a yelling voice. It is. You know yep. It's yep. very intense. I feel like I'd be in trouble. So you, you know him? Well, I've heard of him. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's a former governor. <laughs> he, he came on a podcast <laughs> uh, that I listened to that you wouldn't think these two people would have a conversation. And uh, because it's a comedian, and then Jesse's just kind of like, 
a bulldozer in a sense because mm-hmm. that's just who he is. And I was surprised to learn the wealth of knowledge he has yeah. while also being terrified of this human being at the same yeah. time. <laughs> you know he could like pick you up. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, uh, like you're a little I mean, kid. He's done a lot. Quite, he had his own TV show? Well. He did. He was uncovering uh, consp- or uncovering or confirming one of the two conspiracy theories, mm. things like that. Okay. Yeah. And then he was he was always saying that um, he was worried that someone was going to shut him up. That was like 10 years ago. I haven't heard anything from him since. So. The, the guy I was thinking of. <laughs> Jesse, is, if you're out there. Is Ron Perlman. Oh, Hellboy. Yes, Hellboy. Yes, I could. I knew he was a main character. He's usually not, mm-hmm. but that's yeah. the one. He was the main character. Hellboy, Hellboy was awesome. He did a great job, and he that. smokes cigars. Right, and I, and I love him in <laughs> yeah. all movies. He's in my favorite like, movie, uh, Pacific Rim, and he's the yes. <laughs> the a, the Cujo or whatever they call him dealer, where he's like doing underground business. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Perfect he's villain. going in and taking like the the brain juice or something, right? Like, yeah, getting it out of all of these like. Of the monsters that attack Which, the land. It's okay, <laughs> instead of Godzilla, mm-hmm. Pacific Rim, Joe. That's the movie you need to watch next. It's my favorite. Dude, sure I've seen yeah, Pacific especially Rim. since it has Ron Perlman in it. Yep. Like, that's what you need to watch next. Same thing, destroying buildings, but instead, like, these, um, they build, like... Jaegers. Yeah, 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 yeah. These big, like, robots that, like, fight... I think I was mixing up Godzilla and Pacific Rim at the same time. They I, could think be, I, was, I think I was mixing They're them kissing up. cousins in, in a little bit of a story building kind yeah. of way. But I like, hmm. the interesting thing comes to me where they're, they're controlling these giant robots, right? But And you control them with your mind. But one mind isn't powerful enough to control such a monstrous machine. So you have to find somebody who's, this is no spoiler alert, but it's just the premise, drift compatible. So if we were a good team, we could both team up in this Jaeger and sink our minds together and then kick some ass. Oh. And then when I hear stupid premises like that, I go, oh my God, I want to be that when I grow up. It's going to be the <laughs> best. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so I just watch it and then buy shirts. It basically sounds like how we're describing the perfect nonprofit would work. You know, like, you're like, we only can use this machine if we work together. And so let's link our minds. And then while we do this, which is a pretty hard thing, the yeah. machine is then going to go kick some butt. True. But when it's done, like, we, we just go back to our regular th- jobs that we were doing. Like, we don't, we're not all the time fighting other robots, right? Can we just make that part? They're training. They're training. Mm. In the movie, like, like that's what they do. Is they they train and they, they try to find the perfect drifting match. Oh. Right? And so they're trying to find, like, yeah, the one guy loses his partner. I can't remember. And then he's trying to find the perfect The match was person. so strong with and that so one. They, like, Do they say stuff like, like that? Like, spar. <laughs> they similar. actually like, <laughs> very similar. Okay. They, were, they were brothers. They so were they were and, of course, like, the perfect match is going to be some kind of drama attached to that of, like, the boss's daughter or, like, you Oh, know I mean? so okay. Somebody who, you can't yes. drift with them. You yeah. can't. Yeah. But their drift right. felt so but good. It was just perfect. We need to. And you know in the end, like, they're gonna. They're gonna have to. Yeah, because yeah. that's the only way to do whatever yeah. the th- premise is setting up for us. So this has been a great advertisement <laughs> for the Avenger movies, Godzilla. <laughs> this is fantastic. Get out there and that. watch some movies. Okay, it should, it should also be an advertisement for episode fifty-three. Yeah, what was? Oh yeah, of the last best conversation mm-hmm. where we had this guy named Skyler on. Oh, that's me. 
Skyler's back, everybody. Hey guys. I just feel I felt we had to introduce <laughs> an hour in. Yeah. Like, Who is this voice? 20, Twenty-three minutes in, we're like, hey, let's let's do an introduction. <laughs> I felt like we had like um, we just turned into the Joe Rogan podcast where we just start talking mid. We just start yeah, hit record like, mid word. Yeah, because we had good conversation before we. No one introduces recorded. anybody, and then at the very end, we'll be like, "So, what's your book about?" <laughs> yeah. There were yeah. more pressing matters at hand that we had to deal with. That's true. Clearly, at the time. Yeah. clearly. Well, thanks um, for coming on, Skylar. You, uh, you came at the drop of a hat, which we really, really appreciate. We did have a cancellation, and you just happened to have like a little window of time in betwixt your, you know, um, audiobook recording. Yeah, it's actually perfect timing because I had just wrapped up a very lengthy, very great project, had yesterday off. I mean, did I? But I took it off. <laughs> and then today was supposed to be the first day of the new. Mm-hmm. We'll push that back a little bit because, you know. We're in between. You got to have a couple of days. These projects are long, too. Like, I haven't had a day off. What are days off? What, do you do? what am I going to do? Sit there? Just yeah. sit around and, like, relax or something? Oh, yeah. see, like, all Ugh. of my days. Like, I, yeah. I know what to do. <laughs> I've got stuff <laughs> that I got to do. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I like going fishing, going hunting. Yeah, there's lots of stuff. But, that, but then, again, that's like, when I think of a day off, I think of a day where you just nap, lay around, do all that stuff. Mm. So a day off isn't necessary. Like yesterday, I went to the horse races and all this stuff and, and helped uh, a lady with, with some horse racing attire things. It's a day off, but also you're, you're doing things. Yes. Right. So is it really a day off? It's just a day of doing different stuff. I see what you mean. I don't know. So then I don't really, I, I, yesterday would count as a day off for me. I kind of sat around the house, my, Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we're recording the day after Mother's Day. Um, my wife preferred to clean the house, um, bake and cook chili. And I was like, well, that kind of leaves me out. Cause like <laughs> I, I wanted to like take her out to lunch and mm-hmm, dinner mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. maybe go for a hike mm-hmm. or something with her, you know, like let her have like a good, what I consider a day off uh-huh. and for her. No, it was like, I need the house clean. She reorganized the entire kitchen. Like now I don't know where the cups are. Um, <laughs> Tupperwares. I feel like she just did that. <sighs> It's a thing, man. Whoa. And I just, now I used to get like, come on, you know, like <laughs> it was fine. Uh-huh. Now I'm just like, this is for therapy. You know, like some people meditate, she mm-hmm. reorganizes the kitchen. And so it's good. And then usually the day after that happens, she's then like wants the balances for all of our loans and credit cards and stuff. Cause then she wants to like rearrange some of that stuff. It's, mm. it's, it's kind of weird. Anyway, that's how I spent my day was sitting on the couch while she was bringing me bites of chili <laughs> and banana bread. That's how I spent my mother's day was pretty much being pampered it's on not the couch. Bad. It was not good. Bad. It was good. Happy mother's day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, and, we love that day. <laughs> you said, you said my lady. Mm-hmm. Doing horse stuff. Yeah. Let, let me hear about that. She's a, she's a barrel racer. Ooh. Yeah. Hey. She's pretty good at it. She's pretty decent. Uh, this is a whole new world to me. Uh, so I'm slowly getting introduced to it. And uh, it's actually really amazing. Like, I, I, I really dig horses. It's not like I'm about ready to go be some cowboy or something. Right. But if that's her thing, I can, like, fully support this because it's interesting. I've always I've liked animals. They're fine. Horses are... They're different. They're like, they're big, they're powerful, but they're super sweet. And when they're assholes, they're assholes. And right. like, you got to yeah. watch out because they'll turn your lights out type yep. stuff. Yeah. Like, it's interesting. And then to watch like one who has the trainings together, the the genetics are fine. It's, it's not hurt or sore. Just do like these amazing things. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. So, so barrel, barrel racing for any of our listeners outside of where you would 
rodeo. <laughs> this is this is <laughs> this is, this is an event. Thing. Yeah, it, it's pretty it, Montana, Colorado, maybe even down into like Nevada, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like it's a very Western kind of thing. Um, barrel racing is an event, and so at, at the rodeo, you'll you'll have like um, riding the bull for eight seconds, which everybody kind of knows. You have mm-hmm. roping, and barrel racing is one of them. It's one of my favorite, where they come out of the gate with this super well trained fast horse. And there's three barrels, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and they've got to go around each barrel and then back through the gate. I think they call it the gate. Uh, and, it sounds and, right. And it's all timed yeah. to see who can get their horse to do that the fastest. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who made that up. Probably the same guy that made up golf. But, like, <laughs> it's fun to watch. I would like to think way back in the day when they were coming up with this stuff, they're like, look at how fast my horse is because maybe you were going to perform a heist and you wanted to have the quickest horses around or something. You're right, like, well, right. yeah. you don't want to get on one and be like, yeah, and it just walks away. Like, you want one that can take that corner and skedaddle yeah. when you got that bag full of cash or coins or whatever over your back. Yeah, like like drifting now, Yeah, that's what they're doing in the horse. They're like they're like almost like drifting their little Honda Civic, but it's a, it's yeah, a they one got horsepower a, or, horse. Or like uh, they it's came up with horse. those souping up cars back in the day so they could run from the cops for prohibition, right. that kind of thing. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, now they race cars just to keep the tradition alive. Yeah. Mm. So. That'd be cool. Like, I think car dealerships should do that. Just have like a little race track out back. You know, go ahead. Let's let's see let's see how fast you can take this lap. <laughs> Let her rip. Then the insurance companies come in. Then we have the second part of our movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, so would you prefer to um, ride a horse or a motorcycle? Well, I rode a motorcycle here. I call it the steel pony. Mm. But uh, you know, I think a horse would be cool. Because it's like, a motorcycle doesn't talk to me. I mean, it, it talks. Does so a horse talk to you? No, but, you know, you can tell they show up and they're excited to see you or they're pissed off to see you. And, they're, they're, and then you feed them and all this stuff. And they mm. uh, they fancy you or at least tolerate you. The bond is kind of cool. The, you know, they, I've, I don't know if you've heard, but, like, people that go to therapy and all this, like, a lot of horses sometimes are incorporated because of just the weird connection of, respect power and because you can't you can't walk up to a horse and be an asshole because that horse will take you down like even right. the, the shitty ones could probably you're gonna have your hands full so it's it's really interesting to be around something so powerful yet graceful at the same time and just mm-hmm. the, yeah and so that's very, that's very similar to what i was thinking is like i do enjoy riding horses i'm, I'm from montana it's pretty hard not to have ridden a horse by the time you're 18. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of actually difficult. <laughs> um, the problem is, is a motorcycle doesn't have its own brain. True. Right? Yeah. And so, like, like instead of a bit in the mouth of this beast that weighs 1,800 more pounds than me, or, you know, whatever. That's mm-hmm. a big horse. But, like, weighs several hundred more pounds than me with its own brain. And so, you're dealing with, you know, then you're also not on a road with traffic signals and all of that, you're you're on a trail or out in a field where a gopher, a snake, you know, there's there's un unknowns that mm-hmm. can like spook this thing. If I'm out there in a motorcycle, doesn't matter if there's a snake or a gopher. That motorcycle is going to go left when I do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> that horse may not and it may decide I'm done with you riding. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just like, you know what? You've 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 he awed me. Too many times. <laughs> I'm going to now hear you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> yes. There was uh, there was one run yesterday because I watched them the whole time. They're interesting. It's kind of like a track meet, 
Like, it's right. just a lot of repetitive stuff, yep. and you can get bored. Yep. But, like, it's fascinating because you can start picking out the nuances in there from right around. Anyways, this one lady's coming up, but she can't get it to go through what I think we've established as the gate mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the horse is coming up, and it looks down and just freaks out. I'm like, well, what is it? Like, is there a weird shape in the dirt that looks like a snake or something? Like, something, something's going up. And she's like, no, we, it's time to run. And this horse is like, it's time to stare at that and maybe get you off my back so I can leave. Yeah. Like, it's, it's interesting. Uh-huh. I don't know. I just find it fascinating. So I'm all into it. The, the lady likes it. She, she's teaching me how to do farm stuff. And it's cute. Like, oh, my God, just a little side story. Uh, she just had a, a little tiny horse. And it's adorable. It's the cutest thing ever. And uh, there's a whole thing to it. Because another thing I didn't realize, I knew in the back of my mind, but I didn't necessarily know because I'm not in it. But horses are not cheap. Nothing about this whole horse world is cheap. Right. Remotely. So the horse, once once you get the baby horse and the mama, they have to stay in the pen and all this stuff because they can't be around any other horses in case the other horses turn a- into an asshole for some reason. Uh, so you have to wait till your horse gets insurance on it. <laughs> Which I'm like, what? You're insur- but it makes sense. They're, it's an investment, basically. So the horse gets insurance. It's now old enough to be insured. We let it out to the field. And we're like, oh, it's beautiful. It's running with its mom. It takes a huge loop, and it's following its mom, and it's bucking around for the first time. You're like, oh, this is great. And then it gets a little bold, and she, so the horse is like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run now. I'm going to blaze my own trail. starts beelining. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't know what a fence is because it's never seen a fence. Oh. And it's just like three little wires and all this stuff. Full gallop straight into it. Whoa. Ass in the air, hooves all over the place. It's now on the other side of this half-destroyed fence. Oh, no. Mama horse, of course, is now having a full panic attack. Like, <laughs> this is this is a problem. Uh-huh. And all the mares that were in the, uh, the the pen over here, they're like, oh, this is now my baby. Because it came over here into on this side of the fence. It's mine. And so uh, we're running now. We thought we were just witnessing this beautiful thing. Now we are full sprinting through a field, trying to catch a brand new horse that is faster than you think it is, shoe off the other big ones that are coming in, just trying to, just curious, and, and not let mom murder everybody because she can't be by her, her child anymore. And I'm out of breath because I'm out of shape, and I got a side stitch, and it was just a whole descent. But it's fun. That's yeah. an experience I've never right. had before. Whoa, the adventure. I'm a real cowboy. You're now on You're well on your way. Yes. Like, yeah. I bought a cowboy hat. I didn't buy it. My dad had one. And uh, awesome. I was like, I told her, I'm like, <laughs> dirty liar. I, re- I we can't. Knew. We knew you didn't buy it. I can't <laughs> buy a cowboy hat because I feel like I'd just be like a big poser. Like I haven't even, I've rode horses way back in the day, but I haven't rode horses recently like i'm not getting on it's like it'd be like me hopping on in an indie car right now like oh let me take it around the block mm-hmm. like these aren't horses that you just like hop on and go for a trot <laughs> it's, very, it's very similar to the indie car racers that have like the fireproof protective suits that are just full of all the logos mm-hmm. that's a cowboy hat yes right yes and so if you just started walking around the mall <laughs> right in one of the like indie racers yeah. like full suits with all the logos on it they'd be like you're an indie racer. Like, that's what they're going to think of you. Mm-hmm. And then when they see you, like, buying bubble gum or something, right? I get in my Geo Metro outside. They're <laughs> right. Like, they're like, what? Yep. So you're feeling the same thing about the cowboy hat. You walk around and people are going to start talking to you about horses. Yes. And cows and ranching. Yeah. And, and whatever. And you're going to be a poser. Yeah. They're going to be like, do you, and they'll quickly realize that I... Definitely am not a cowboy. I may have a cowboy boot and a cowboy hat. So mm-hmm. I, I got it as a ruse. My dad's like, check this one out. It's just sitting around. So I tick, 
take my little video camera out and I send it to her and I like slowly look in the mirror and I put this cowboy hat on and tip the <laughs> tip the hat down. Yep, yep. And she's like, You're an idiot. Like, Yeehaw. <laughs> but maybe one day. Maybe one day. You know I'm, what? I am learning the ropes. There's mm-hmm. good news. Um now that I'm in my forties, I've learned this. I want to share this with you guys. I'm ready. There's no such thing as the poser police. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can wear whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And people can go and then that d- doesn't actually hurt you. Their words are just, just hot air. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's why I basically look the way that I do. You know, actually, I'm a, I'm an accidental poser. That's why I've gained this wisdom. Okay. Because mm-hmm. everyone comes up to me, same thing. You know, when you see someone dressed as a cop, you go up and you're like, hey, I'm going to ask you about the law or something like that. Right. People see me, they immediately want to talk about the 60s. <laughs> You know, (laughs) and I'm like, I, and sometimes I'm just, I don't have the energy to be like, you know, I'm just, I was born in 1980. I'm not as old as you think that I am. (laughs) I'm insulted. And I'm also trying to explain something to you. Sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I remember Vietnam. Yep. That was this whole thing too. (laughs) Yep. The young kids don't know, do they? They just don't know. And then I go on my way. And instead of like explaining this embarrassing thing, I was just a poser. And then no one no one stops me for that. They're just like, because I think they feel bad, maybe, because I'm posing. I'm posing as something that most people don't want to be. Maybe that's the thing. Well, I mean, aren't we all kind of posing in a way? Like, Mr. Yeah. Posing as a photographer right now, just because you got a camera and a lens, look at you. Oh, you know. But you probably do more, know quite a bit more than I do with just my third generation old phone here that mm-hmm. I feel like takes okay pictures. But man, there's even a term for Posing as a photographer, a you know, photographer. Oh, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought pho was food, or is that pho? It depends. Uh, on oh, pho. Yep. Pho. pho is food. Yeah. And pho is F A U X. Yeah, yeah. Fake. Yeah. Fake. How do you spell pho? P H U with a little straight line over the U. Okay. I think. Okay. I mean, I'll go with sure. Ooh. I've had it before. Leave oh, it. I haven't. Leave I've it. had people talk to me about yeah. it, and I go, for sure. Leave a, leave a <laughs> note in the comments. <laughs> leave a note in the comments if I got that wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think... I think. Uh, I just assume there's comments. You have a you have a whole Instagram right now dedicated to food, and I don't know if you're ready to announce that or oh, no, tell you, people. Everyone can go and check it yeah, out. Yeah. It's What's lo- it called? It's called... Uh, Montana Musician Food. I think it's called 406... Montana or Musician Munchies 406 Musician Munchies and it's going to be a slow burn I'm just putting my recipes and my the way I cook certain little things and road food that's another thing the next one is pho well that doesn't have to be the next one but like (laughs) I think I think you should do pho it would be funny to do it just so I'd say the word a lot funny and then start the next like the next word with a C on it and just see how I could okay I like it no I was was thinking of last like which way how could you Fa Fa cheese bread? I don't know. Fa Fa cheese. I'm gonna try something. Cosmo. You have pho with a Cosmo. Mm. Fa Cosmo. Cosmo. Mm. Fa Cosmo. <laughs> Fa chorizo. <laughs> Fa chorizo. No, there's something. There's one out there that's gonna be perfect. It's gonna fit right. For real, there's gonna be one. <laughs> Fa show. It's just gonna like it's gonna appear itself. It's gonna present itself to my my brain. And I'm gonna be like, "Yep, there it is. There's got to be some. I can't, you know." What uh, what is this road food about, though? Is it because like I'm assuming this is just me assuming a bunch of stuff? When mm-hmm, you are mm-hmm. on a uh, a musician type tour thing, yeah. doing that, you're not just eating gas station burritos the whole time, or? Well, yeah. At first, so it I I was like, at first you do, 
you're like, well, you're feeling good because in my case, I was like traveling to play music. Mm -hmm. So I would be like usually congratulating myself on a job well done or whatever, <laughs> you know, driving home. So I don't pull over and eat the the carrots. You know, I pull over and get like a hostess cherry pie yeah. and a Snickers bar and some stuff like that. Cause I'm can I, a monster energy drink to right. wash it down. And I'm just, you know, cause I'm just like, I like this stuff and I did a good job. Yay. And then there was a few years of that went by and I was like, I can't eat like this anymore. And so I was like, I want to continue to be able to travel and move around and get my gear in and out and play yeah. long shows and not feel like a piece of crap on the sidewalk, which is what you feel like every time you eat anything not healthy once you hit your late 30s and your 40s. Tell me about it. Oh, my god! You feel it within that 60 seconds sometimes. You swallow and you're like, oh, <laughs> the rest of my night's going to be on the toilet. This is an issue. Uh. Yeah, so I, I realized that, and and so and, and I've I've got a few cool um, recipes and ideas about cooking. Like I know how to cook uh, dry black bean or dry beans. So usually when I was working with nonprofits, I'd see bags and bags of dry beans everywhere, and I was like, "What the heck is this?" He's like, "Well, no one knows how to cook them. No one really likes this stuff." And so it got me thinking like about soak them or something. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I've heard that. So and just so it out there, I I got into uh, old cooking elements old cooking utensils like a pressure cooker old style pressure cooker and okay. cast iron and so i real i found this youtube guy that was like dude just pour water and put some dry black beans in a pressure cooker set it for like 40 minutes you know with the right consistency of water in there and you'll have the most delicious black beans you ever had because they're the freshest you ever had Interesting. and i tried it one time and without salt without anything i just tried these beans and i was like <gasps> Oh my goodness, they taste better than can. They taste better than the restaurant. And then you can put whatever you want in. You want some butter in there. You want some salt in there. You whatever. Yeah. And then you can um once you have once you have the power of cooking a dry black bean or something a bean that you like, mm -hmm. um, you can then mix it with like quinoa or one of these fancy, really good for you complete amino acids, and they then do make ahead burritos. Mm. So instead of eating like an idiot, like I do, um, you can plan ahead, make stuff that's cheaper, easy. Um, take it with you. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so that's... Reap the rewards of both delicious food and the health benefits from it. Right. Instead of just eat, I mean, everything. I, guilty is charged. Like, I did all kinds of diets throughout the years with my comp competitive bodybuilding and stuff. Uh -huh. A lot of it can easily fall into processed foods, which uh -huh. they say is good for you because the package says so, so it must be true. It says organic. But is it, like, is it good yeah. for you? And does it, like... When you when you taste something, I, okay, this is, I'm ADD brain or something right now. I wonder what it's like to go way back in the day, and I pull up on my horse after my heist, and I knock on a regular like a random door, and I'm like, "Do yeah. you have shelter for the night?" And they invite me in, and they offer a meal. Yeah. Do you think that's the best meal you're ever gonna taste? Like, is that? I I bet it's because they, they. I'm assuming they grew it or they somebody they knew grew the stuff. They know how to cook with the with the kind of things that they have. They're using real butter from the you know cows they have out in the pasture and all this stuff yeah i bet it's delicious yeah yeah you're right because like and that's where we get i well i don't know if that's where we get i'm assuming that this is why people love ethiopian food and things like that like so much because mm. when i heard oh ethiopian food you gotta try this i was like wait what how is there delicious ethiopian but when you think about it it's people who you know only have a little bit 
kind of like uh, very poor Mexicans and things like that. They know how to use just flour and salt and a little bit of water. Mm-hmm. And you got a tortilla, <laughs> you know, you, you yeah. got this delicious thing that then they know how to cook. And so you, you learn how to just use what you got. And then if you can only grow these certain things, well, those are going to be the best things you ever did taste. And we're going to learn how to put them together in ways that I learned from my grandpa's grandpa, grandpa mm-hmm. or but, grandma. But I think I agree with both of you. But there's one point of contention. It's <laughs> if your heist is in like the dead of winter. Oh, no. right. Okay. And and like That's you're showing right, right. You're showing up with like the salted, getting pickled everything. Right, and it's like the <laughs> tendon. Right, like oh. it's like you we know? made we made the stew a week ago, yeah. and we're trying to make it last. We did go get some pine needles to add some flavor. You know, like there's that. And so the same thing in Ethiopia. You you uh, try Ethiopian food. We're going to get the best of the best yeah. right right yeah. now. Yeah. But there's definitely periods where you're not going to get. But I also food. feel like that's situational as Possibly. well. Because, I mean, you, you're a hunter, correct? Mm-hmm. When you were out, I'm, I'm not a super avid hunter, but I've been. When you're out all day long doing, getting from point A to point B and doing stuff, you could have just a handful of flour and put a little bit of water in your hand and, and, and eat it and be like, that's gourmet. Yep. That is the right. best thing I ever tasted. Right. And so it's all situational. <laughs> if yeah. we, if we um, did some work today after this podcast and like went hiking, didn't bring any food with us, and then came back and went to McDonald's, it's going to be the best McDonald's we ever had, even mm-hmm. if we're waiting 20 minutes for it, right? Like mm-hmm. just mouth watering. But then like... If we were to just to go right after the podcast, it's just McDonald's, yeah, right. Yeah. And so there is there is like this whole thing of like situational good tastingness, you know. And and um, I've I've heard some other somebody else talk about this that there's like two different types of fun. There's the hard fun, where like we'll take hunting for instance. You go and you're gone for three days, and it's really difficult. And it rained the whole time. You didn't find any animals. You got a hole in your sock, you know, all of this stuff. Well, Wait late, for two of the three days. <laughs> right. And, 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 but later you retell that story cause it was fun after, mm-hmm. but how many times have you recounted the, um, great, uh, roller coaster you went on? Mm. That's fun in the moment. True. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's the same for food. There's like wow. fun in the moment where you don't really, you don't really love it because like you're just in this situation where like we're in America, like <laughs> we go to the gas station and we get, we get burritos. Right. Yeah, yeah. But if later we have that same burrito on top of a mountain that we cooked mm. over a fire instead of mm-hmm. in a microwave, you know, whatever. Different. Right? It's a, different. It, that, that burrito is different. Yeah. Kind of uh, like that coffee you made last podcast. <laughs> that stuff would have been delicious after a hard day of torture, you know? But it was not delicious. No, here it was swill. It was gross. But I I drank it anyways. Was your next cup better? The next cup was maybe the best cup of coffee I've ever had. Right. It was from another coffee. Well, I don't know what happened. So we have this pour over (laughs) thing, right? And so with pour over, you have to like weigh it and the the right um, grind. And then you time your pours. Well, I was just like trying to do other stuff because we manage social media and do all this. We're getting ready for a podcast. And I wanted the guest to have some coffee. I was distracted. And Mm -hmm. so the timing of all the pours and how much grains and how much water I used, it was all off. I I essentially just like could have put it underneath the sink. With cold water, and it would have probably turned out better it than tasted what like, I did. It tasted like the water, like if you needed to wash out your coffee jug, like yeah. it was just like 
crap at the bottom and mm. you just needed to reconstitute it to pour <laughs> it down the sink, but instead you drank that. You're just like, yep, this is it. That's what it, that's okay. exactly what it was. And exactly I drank a whole cup of that. I drank a whole cup of that and, and winced every time I saw I was like, Ugh, oh my gosh. Now, is there a was it like super potent? No, it was if su- it ta- super weak. It was a weak oh, one, it was yeah. Weak. It was weak. I mean, it was if so there's some benefit tasting. out of it, you're like, oh, it's terrible, but then like you're like, you can fly afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. Ah! No, there was no flying afterwards. Oh, it was just like, now i got to use the bathroom. And this is this is <laughs> the same sort of deal, but I eyeballed it. I was like, I forgot to measure. I forgot to everything. Mm-hmm. I just eyeballed it. And the only trick is for me is like, you got to get it right off the boil. Don't let the water get too cold. If you do that, you can nearly not make a bad cup of coffee with, mm. with pour over. If you if you guys are out there listening and you're like, man, I'm never going to try that pour over coffee. It's fine. Just give me a call. I'll tell you how to do it. And you know, we're not super tough. bougie here at the no. last best conversation. It's just, this was the leftover coffee stuff I had at my house that we don't use enough at the house. I'm kind of bougie. I mean, I did do French press coffee for like, and the only way I would consume coffee is if I got my 100% Arabica beans and I put it through my French press and did that. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily bougie, but that's how I like to consume my morning. Just for some people, morning it is. Morning rituals right? are important. Like if you, I'm a man of consistency. If it starts off, I get my cup of coffee, a little something in my belly, a quick little workout. I can take on anything. Mm-hmm. But if one of those don't come through, I'm like, oh. ah. Do over my weird. whole day is ruined, yeah. and, then, and then it just so happens that's the same day that you like shut your your belt loop hooks on the door as it's coming through. <laughs> How right? does that like, happen? Like that, that wouldn't time. have happened on the day where the coffee was great, the workout was great. Yeah, the you had the mental acuity not, to yeah, dodge. Yeah, yep. but nope. When when the coffee's off and your workout was so so, maybe you pulled a muscle. Then then you hook the belt loop. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. You can't find your keys. Oh, look, they're locked in my vehicle. Like all of that, right? <laughs> Walk back inside, trip going up the stairs. Can't find your spirit. That's the day. Gosh. Yeah, it is. And so, so, so you're right. My wife is a barista, mm-hmm. and so I have really good coffee all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then when I make it, it's just like, I don't want to make it. Well, now by comparison, sure. Like probably right. before your coffee tasted great to you. But yeah. now you're like, oh, it could be that much better. Yeah. Damn. And this, this is the day after Mother's Day. I am going to give props to my wife. For the first 15 years of our marriage, she brought me coffee every morning in bed. What? Coffee in bed. 15 years. Probably more like 16. Now, now how much, Skylar, I got to ask an honest question here. Uh. How much do you kind of hate Brian right now? <laughs> I was like, no, this is where my brain went. I was like, man, I've had shitty relationships. Like, I've had no good relationships. So, so, yeah, one. like, so, so jealous. We, like, we've, we've definitely had our problems, yeah. right? Um, but she's just recently started back up again, but um, she's in this whole barista mode. Yeah. And so she just does a drip coffee. We have, like, a good coffee maker. And uh, she puts honey in it because Joe, like, brought me into this world of mixing honey and then there's a whole nother thing, sidetrack, uh, Mike's Hot Honey. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I hope to convert the whole world. Yeah. What? So I'll show you. I have little packets. I'll even give you one. Yes. Okay. There's a little yeah, packet that I bring camping with me. Yeah. And so when I use like the instant coffee, I put that in it. And it doesn't matter if it's the worst Sweet. semi-truck. Hot yeah. Coffee. It, oh, That's my goodness. Delicious. It's so, good. oh, okay. so anyway, so now she puts honey in. And then, you know, those little, she calls them the zhuzhers. They go zhuzh. Those little things. Like a stirring thing. Like yeah. A oh, like little, thing. Little yeah. battery-powered spoon Mm -hmm. right and and so she like puts that in there and then gets a little froth on the top that's this honey flavored froth that's what i get every morning now brian's got to be cared about yeah (laughs) and then like think of think of mother's day yeah and like i just spent the whole day on the couch while she reorganized the kitchen and made me banana bread and chili 
and cornbread. And it was amazing. And I'm not trying to make anybody like like jealous, but I am trying to like get props with my <laughs> wife later like when I'm she listens right. to this. Like, what's up, baby? Brian's got 99 <laughs> problems, but good coffee is not one of them. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question, co- professional coffee guy over here. Guys, both you seem to know something about this I coffee. did used to be a barista, full, yeah. full disclosure. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a master um, of many arts. Lately, <laughs> I keep running into people, including um, uh, my parents, uh, consume coffee this way, too. Via Keurig? Mm-hmm. And I'm, no. I'm bougie, no. but I feel like that's a different kind of bougie. That's like an ignorant kind of bougie. You're correct. Amen, <laughs> Amen sister. You, you had the you had the right you had the right reaction. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only acceptable pods to get your coffee out of is that uh, that new one that came out. That's like the espresso. The, those little pods that make like cappuccino at home. So you don't have to buy like an $800 cappuccino machine yeah, to yeah, get yeah. like a, a shot of coffee. What does that machine even do? It's all magic to me, man. Right. It is all magic. It but there's, there's a machine now through. that you, you have little pods. But a Keurig, I, yeah, they're, they're easy. The coffee doesn't go bad as quick. But like. You can't clean the reservoirs. There's mold growing in there. If you have one in your house, throw it away. Uh, and or I always right wonder, now. like, it's still, it's water that always sits. In plastic, and I know it's got a certain grade, but mm-hmm. it's got a everything leaches a little bit. So yeah. I'm just getting that mm-hmm. BPA in my system. Yep, give me are. some. Mm-hmm. It's just, it can't be that great. No, so it's bad. on that same note, I like try to if I buy water bottles, I try not to buy too many. We have some sitting right here. Mm-hmm. We had there, commercials there were, for it last podcast. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. That's Aquafina. Cool. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I try to reuse them, mm-hmm. and so I'll put them in my truck. So I just ha- always have water in my truck for whatever reason. Every three to six months, I get yeah. rid of it for that same reason. I'm like, I've got to mm-hmm. be, it's got to be like getting plastic. It's been getting hot body. and cold and all this yeah, stuff and yeah. something's got to be. But if yep. you're in a pinch and you need water. Right. I mean, we're Montana boys up here. You got to be prepared because yeah. when you don't have it, sometimes you die. Sometimes you die. Sometimes you die. (laughs) And I'd rather have a little BPA in my system than than die. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Something catches on fire on the way, and you're like, well, I've got a bottle of water. Instead of going like, ah, shucks, I should have had something. Like, I don't know. It's just just nice to have. I have one in my motorcycle right now. Bottle of water just floats around in my little uh, side bag. Mm -hmm. Because you don't know when you're going to need a bottle of water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't even know why. Like yeah. so, sometimes you're just like, I need to clean off whatever I just got on my hand, right? It's not always just like I need something to drink. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is, but like I got to get this thing off my hand. I need to got something in my clean eye. off my windshield yeah. real quick. Like there's keep water in your vehicle. Like do that. Water, but, knives, oh. a blanket when I can. Yep. Like mm-hmm. just a few staples. Seems I have, silly. I have a thing of like uh, uh, Alpen fuel. That's always in my vehicle. Mm. It's just this like granola that you can mix with cold or hot water, and it's like 700 calories, and so it'll get me through a day for sure if I'm like trapped in my vehicle. That's that's a real that's a reality in Montana. Whether it's winter or not, you get a flat tire in certain areas of Montana. Yeah, don't walk. <laughs> like where are you going? Yeah, yeah. like you are so in you, nature, right? Like mm-hmm. you just need to stay where you're at and and provide for yourself. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, same thing. Blanket, water, a little bit of food, always in there. You're good to go. Yep. We had a, this is just a quick little story based off of that, where it, the, um, my impending doom was just sitting on the horizon. And I didn't know two seconds ago when I was in all the comforts of driving around, you know, listening to the radio, that a couple of minutes from now, my life could be vastly different. Yeah. And uh, we were, we were on the ambulance 
responded way out into the county for some guy who had some like blood sugar issues or whatever. Okay. Nine times out of ten, the QRUs who live in the area get there. They give the guy some peanut butter or something. What's a QRU? Quick responding unit. Oh, gotcha. So they're um, the great people of the community who have a little bit of uh, medical expertise. Huh. Always carry the radio because, huh. and I th- I think they're the best kind of people. Because if your neighbor's hurt and is having an issue, they're there to help you. And they're wow. listening. You don't have to call them. Like, they're, well, I guess you do have to call them. Someone has to activate them. But, like, they're, they're willing to. And they get there nice. way before we do from in-city. But well, we have all the fancy toys and all this shit. Gotcha. So we're, like, an hour driving in one of Montana's most beautiful whiteout storms uh, that I've ever seen. But yeah. we can't not go because we're the ambulance. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the helicopter emergency. can't fly because it's negative 8 trillion degrees. Oh, no. Dead of night. And we're like, okay, I think we know a shortcut back because we want to get back to the crew and sleep because it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh And so we're driving, and all of a sudden, you know, the snow's drifted over this little dirt road. All we have is our headlights. And you feel the whole ambulance, it's like 6,000 pound, whatever it weighs, pick up, turn sideways, and just just sit. And we're like, oh, we're stuck. Oh, We're stuck. And you bring out your cell phone, you're like... Oh, we're we're in Montana, okay? No soul service. <laughs> Trying to get somebody on the radio. She's like, <laughs> okay, um, got half a tank of diesel. That'll get us through the night, I guess. Uh, but are we just gonna sit and wait here forever? Yeah. And we, I remember turning on the floodlights, and so they just you know lights out into the oblivion, and it looked like a scary movie because it was just pure. The snow had been blowing, so it's just like flat as can be, oh, yeah. all the way into the darkness. Like, if you squint, you could just see the zombies slowly approaching <laughs> out of it. You're yeah, like, yeah, right, right. oh my god. The White Walkers. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. And they're like, oh, they waited for us to stop. We're in trouble, of course. And then it's just us driving the same, and I feel so bad for it. We, we're like, we're getting out of here. We're not going to... First off, we have our pride on the line. We're not going to get stuck. And the other crews are never going to let us live this down. like, putting it in neutral, just wah, 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 dropping it and drive, trying to kick it around just to get, we're putting all the stuff that we have on the inside of the ambulance under the tires and all this. And then finally it gets going and we like made this deal, looked my partner in the eye, we're like, cause we're rotating who's driving and who's trying to push and all this. Whoever gets it to go, just go. I'll meet you. As soon as you find dry <laughs> land, just stop. And then I will eventually walk out of that black abyss and we'll go. And so we're going and I'm driving and, you know, doing this Tokyo drift thing. We're like, we're more moving. And my buddy, my partner is just trying to run through this deep snow, opens up the side door. He's like, go, 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 go. It's like we're in a movie. It's a bonding experience over, uh, I don't know, could have been a shitty night, just stuck in the middle of nowhere. But you got unstuck. We got unstuck after about an hour and a half of sweating through your clothes, which is super cool when it's super cold outside. It's always a good idea. It is not. Yeah. 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 And then the ambulance can't be warm enough when you've done that. No. You're like wet and cold and like socks are frozen, your armpits are frozen, all those like key points that you need to like keep your core temperature up. (laughs) But you could have, um, I'm assuming you have IV bags in there. We have stuff in the back to, it would be best case scenario in a worst case situation. Right. Because like you could have like. IVs will keep you alive for a while. We'll be fine for a little bit. Yeah. True. Uh, but, you know. Probably not until the snow melts, but, like. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, I don't know. Some places you can't really. Like, if your rig is stuck, stuck enough, sometimes it doesn't come out till spring. Like, that's a thing in Montana. Right. That almost happened to me. Mm-hmm. I had I had to get a tow truck to go way out where a tow truck doesn't want to go. And they said um, it was at, like, midnight when I finally, like, was able to walk out the, the sheriff department like came and picked us up because there was some kind of my 
oh, all right, I'll tell the story right. <laughs> I called my insurance company because there's like AAA, right? Yeah. And, and it's covered. Well, they sent a tow truck driver. We saw him four miles away turn around and go, I ain't going here. So I called the insurance company. We barely had service. Called him back and I said, listen, it's going to get below freezing tonight. We, we need to get out. Like, can you send, click. Oh, no. <laughs> Never got service back again. So Uh-oh. she, whatever it's called, when like search and rescue, like when they, when they do that, mm-hmm. whatever it's called, she put that out there. Oh, wow. And so the sheriff's department brought one of their SUVs and found us where we were breaking into uh, a rancher's or a farmer's. They have like these sub buildings that are out. Mm-hmm. We were breaking in trying to find working batteries that we could put together for a spark to start a fire because it was like it was cold and we weren't at all prepared for below freezing. Mm-hmm. Like we were just going out like doing Montana stuff, right? Like shooting guns and we'll know, be whatever. back this evening. No yep, issue. Yep, yep. And so anyway, by midnight, finally get a hold of the tow truck place and, and they're like, Well, we're gonna wait until five in the morning when the ground's frozen. And we only have about an hour because then the sun's going to come up. It's going to like get muddy again. And so my truck was frozen um, all the way to the frame. Oh, no. And so when they drove the tow truck out there and they just started using the the winch, right? Yeah. it lifted the front of the tow truck up. <laughs> and so they let the winch down and they had to like back up and, and ram my truck out of the ground. Wow. And fi- finally got it. That was the best $100 I ever spent. Because <laughs> they didn't Jesus. have to go very far relatively to where you know they were at, and so they didn't charge me a whole bunch of money. But mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't break the tow truck, and my my truck ended up working just fine. But man, you're you're right. Like you can just you can just get stuck, and there are places in Montana where if it hadn't frozen that morning, it would have been stuck until probably a month. It would have mm-hmm. been there for a month while I waited for the gumbo to. To ungumbo. Mother Nature does not care about us <laughs> at all. <laughs> not at even all. A of it. If you're gonna go out in it, you might get stuck in it. The the most recommended um, Instagram I can have you follow is called Nature Is Metal, and it will remind you that every day. It's kind of gross. So if you have like a weak <laughs> stomach, like don't watch it. But you'll see like big alligators eating baby alligators, monkeys tearing apart baby. Like it's oh my it's, gosh. But it's like real nature stuff that most of us aren't exposed to. Right? Yeah. While it's we're drinking crazy. our espressos or whatever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Some monkeys like, In the morning, <laughs> I'm drinking my, like, frothed up honey coffee, right? And like, Before I get nature. out of my warm bed. Damn, mm. nature, you scary. <laughs> Damn, nature. <laughs> I mean, there are things to be, I guess that's something to be grateful for. Like, I, as a, I don't know, my own worst enemy sometimes, I'm not, su- like, I, I did get... I've got my truck stuck before, but it is a beautiful piece of engineering that got me there that <laughs> I didn't build at all. I mean, I can put some of the Legos together, but not, I didn't, I can't, if you put me in nature and like come back with the truck, I'll be like, I, I can't, <laughs> I can barely make a wheel. <laughs> no, not even making a wheel. <laughs> not even making a wheel. So it's super cool that we have these opportunities and blessed about it. But like, yeah, nature's a real thing. There, there's mm-hmm. a, I know I keep bringing up movies, but this one, um, I'm doing it again. There's a movie, uh, it's, uh, uh, Pixar or Disney or something like that. And it's about like, um, the fairy land. Mm. Uh, what is it called? Journey or something like that, where it's these two boys, they lost their dad at a young age and then they like magically are bringing him back. Cause people don't believe in magic anymore. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's walking around and he's just legs or whatever. Yeah. He's just legs. Uh-huh. And it's these two boys and one of them believes in magic and the other one's like you're dumb wait the dad that comes back is just legs just oh, legs so they're like like conjuring the, it back yeah, yeah he, they're trying to conjure him back yeah. and like they only have a day it's it's great it's something like journey i can't remember what it's called I can't remember that one but it's very 70s 
similar. Like the way I think that that um, vehicles work is as close to magic as can happen. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it literally is, or like the, that the lights come on because there's a dam in Great Falls. Like what? <laughs> and somehow that has to do with magnets and spinning turbines. And now I can turn my lights on. That's great. That's Thank magic. you. Thank you for that. But and if they I, don't come on, you're like, yeah, what is going on with this? Somebody needs to get here and fix it. But like, think, yep. we, we use dead dinosaurs to drive our magic vehicles around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And mine has remote start. I hit the button twice and it goes honk, honk. Mm-hmm. And it's, my, a, it's a spell. My seat comes on. So when I sit down, <laughs> yes. my butt cheeks aren't cold. Like it's. And how does that even work? Is it the best time to be alive or is it not? Oh, like, it, to- it totally is. I think it might get cooler because, you know, th- this technology thing, I'm assuming it's going to keep progressing. Yeah. But I mean, I'm having a good time. But also, like, after you get your boys and you heist the bank two towns over and you're all on your horses, is that. Yeah. Is that camaraderie better than all of the technology that we'll ever have? Mm. Camaraderie is definitely better. I think so. Without a doubt. Like, right. like friendships were better even 10 years ago. Before the times. Before before now we're friends with strangers, mm-hmm. right? And and based on how many followers they have. Which, whole side note, congratulations on 20,000. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I've congrats, fooled man. a bunch of people. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> 20,000 of no, them. Oh, you're yeah. interesting, man. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. There, there was a whole thing I was telling Joe about before you came in. We were talking about you mm-hmm. without you here. My ears were burning. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but you did this whole, like, maybe it was like two weeks long, at least a week, where you were just posing with your coffee mug oh, in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was my favorite. Like it I just was silly. Loved it. I did, I, yeah, I was watching these people, and I'd, I'd have kept doing it, but actually moved, and I didn't have a good place to pose. Yeah, there was yeah. A, the perfect white wall in this area, and I, like I like the consistency of almost the same thing. Yeah, but I'm watching these uh, Uber. Instagram models and all this stuff. And yeah. I'm like, oh, there's no talent to this. You don't have to be bringing, uh, you know, superb musical looping skills and all this or like yep. have like all these crazy things. Sometimes you can just smile and take a picture and then like everybody likes I'm like, mm, yeah. take a coffee cup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see if somebody likes my stupid mug with this mug. <laughs> and right. uh, I don't know. I be- thought the same thing. Like, why am I trying to finish stuff? Like, just do anything. Record it and put it up online and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's, that's what I'm doing with my Instagram stuff. It's the finished product for creatives usually is never finished. Yeah. It's good enough to have legs and then you're just like, <coughs> skit. I don't know. Like the, the podcast that I did yesterday. I'm going back over it. I'm like, man, this could have been a billion times better. And there's like in the back of my mind, like, well, do it, redo it tomorrow redo it tomorrow but then do i redo it after the next day and then like how many times do i have to revise this before i put it out to 10 people who are only gonna listen to two minutes of it like yeah. I, I don't i don't know just get it out there yeah and it's like a rap video remember that did, uh, we, did we talk about how guess, great that did you guys made a rap video dude yeah yeah dude. and i you, i'm not surprised you haven't seen it yeah <laughs> so so here's here's the deal we, we've been trying to like the podcast on itself if we just keep uploading it there's a very small chance that we ever get like more listeners without like like a single listener sending it to us another person. You would love this episode, right? Like doing something like that. Which Maybe if like you're in doing five that, years we did. Right. In like five years, we'd have like the numbers we want. What, I don't even know what those numbers are. Mm-hmm. But like the goal is just to keep growing. Just right? more. Yeah. And, and like we're doing great. Um, but we're, we, our focus for the last month or so has been like, okay, well, let's like get bigger on Instagram. 
to promote the podcast. And so we try to make reels and different things. And, and we, we developed a Patreon mm-hmm. and, um, rather than have ads on the podcast, we want to see if our listeners would just support us. And we, we've, we've had some people respond. And so it's been exciting in that, in light of that, we're like, let's make a rap video right? Okay. about like how we can use this because our, our lowest, um, tier is $5. And so how can we use this $5? So we went around and like put money in parking meters and like fed fish, which didn't make it into the rap video, dumped, no, yeah, that's right. dumped change, did some weird dances. And, and Joe made this amazing song that sounds Thank almost you. exactly like Snoop Dogg. Like, like if you didn't, if, if we just sent it to you without any context, you'd be like, oh, Snoop made another kind of like weird owl type, Mm. Song right okay. about Patreon yeah. and give him five bucks. And yeah, yeah. Change jingling, turning this Lincoln <laughs> into oh, I can't remember the word now. Spitting some rhymes, but it would, dude, it was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. A whole another side note is we went out and as we're trying to film for some of this, Joe took a video of me setting up a tripod. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. Just, just as I, I didn't even know he was filming, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I just and got he just there. took his phone, just trying out just, my, my new phone. Just did this little panning. Little video, 15 seconds of me setting up a tripod in my um, ice fishing suit. Right, okay. it, It's just this big Montana whatever suit. Mm-hmm. Nothing special. Put it to some trending music. 4,000 people saw it, right? <laughs> okay. We spend weeks on a rap video. At editing, least three weeks. At, at least, least three weeks. weeks. Editing, putting it together, developing lyrics, developing like all of it's original. Every mm-hmm. single ounce of it is original. Mm-hmm. I think we're up to 200 now. Maybe 200 views. <laughs> 200 <laughs> views. And we're like, what the fuck yeah. is going on here? Yeah. Like, the, as, as the creative, you want to put all that effort into making something yeah, from scratch. we want people yeah. to enjoy it. And yeah. We want them to, like, come and be like, oh, my goodness. Just from watching this video, I will give you $5 a month for the rest of my life. Right. Yep. And if, if enough people saw that, we wouldn't need, I'm telling you, it's so good, we wouldn't need... Another advertisement for Patreon. It's just... It's just so good. Yeah. If a million people saw that, we'd have enough. But yeah. the, the way the just, algorithm works... So the stupid algorithm. And it's then I, I put... I, I redid some of the footage uh, just the other day, mm-hmm. Saturday or something like that, and put it to a trending song that's on Instagram. And it already is over double how many views the rap video had using the same footage. Yep. So weird. Yeah, we, as beautiful as this world is, it is just strange. Yeah, yeah. Where's all the people that want original music? You know, because there are people out there that really kind of, you know, they're not getting down on me, but they let me know in no uncertain terms that they hold original music way far above the cover music that I do. You know, they're like, oh, cover music, huh? Well, I like to support original musicians and artists. And I'm like, okay, buddy, that's cool. I mean, <laughs> I can do that as well. And then I do. And then I do it as hard as I can. And then I'm, I'm, Hey, Brian, person, do you like this? And we show it to other people. They're all like, man, this is really, really good. And I'm like, cool, it's original. Let's see, let's see, let's, let's see the fire that I light with this thing here, this little spark. And then, wah, 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 nothing. No one cares. Like, if it's not ACDC, no one cares. <laughs> yeah, because that one even got more of us just like setting up mics beforehand and you put it to ACDC. That has more. We were doing nothing. We were doing we nothing. We were testing a shot and I put it to sense. ACDC and it got more views. <laughs> I know for a fact that there is the select group of audience out of all the millions and billions of people in the world that would support you oh, a yeah. thousand times over. Right. Mm-hmm. But how? 
do you get that out to them? How do we find them? And so that's why we're doing the cheesy to trending music things is so that they can eventually find the original. So the original, Mm -hmm. we're putting that out once or twice a week. But the rest of it's just the cheesy, which we're going to have to do a reel with you before you leave. Something. Something something quick. Something Mm -hmm. quick that we can like collaborate on or something. But like... Mm -hmm. Something silly, and it'll be to like trending music, I'm sure. Uh, but letting them know that hey, we have this original stuff that's far better. Mm-hmm. But the only way we can get you to see that is to see the cheesy. You almost have to do like the silly dance, like yep. "Hey guys, I'm doing the dance too," yep. and also <laughs> like look at this. Yep. Stuff. Now yep. that I have your attention, that's, that's look here. Yep, <laughs> that's the way. Is like the the mag- magician pulling a rabbit out of a hat, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. You're, you're really excited when you see the rabbit, but all the stuff that led up to that was to get your eyes to look somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what we're trying to do is just like, just avert your gaze over here a little bit, please. Because <laughs> it is a little bit disappointing when you put a lot of work into this stuff. Like this is this last podcast episode I did about Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. uh, about the voice actors behind it. Oh, cool. I watched every episode. There's over 200 episodes of this. Like it Ooh. took some time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I, I'd enjoyed it. And then I wanted to get through the whole thing and then be like, okay, this is what I thought about it. This is what other people thought about it. But then that episode was going to be like three hours long. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. So I, okay, I'll cut this out. I'll only talk about A, B, C, and D. And it was like 20 minutes long. And I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not being a negative Nancy, but I know it's not going to get a lot of views. I just know because I'm, I'm only going to promote it a certain way. I only have so many fan bases on my YouTube. It mm-hmm. doesn't, a lot of people haven't hit that bell and notification thing. So it doesn't pop up on the phone yeah. and it's not going to trend because why would it trend? Like it's not, it's so on its own. It's never going to hit like that big group where a bunch of people. So like, I don't know what to expect out of it. But I like doing it, so I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And that's where we're at. We, this is the favorite part, is sitting down and, and literally bringing the campfire to anybody that wants to listen. Mm-hmm. Like, like, this is our favorite part. It's never going to pay the bills. And so we've got to do the monkey dance mm-hmm. to then eventually get it to where this this is all. Not that we have to do. We'll still put stuff up, but we, we won't have to work, you know, to do it. It'll it'll build its own steam right and so it's the same kind of thing it's like i want to do what i like i am going to h john benjamin yeah dude is probably is the voice of archer the voice of bob on bob's burger Mm -hmm. is probably the funniest guy on the planet the way he can just deliver stuff delivers (laughs) he has to be the best voice actor he's one of he's one of my favorites for sure man um, by the way, I didn't put this, bring this up on my podcast, and I forgot to do it. Do you know what H stands for? Henry, Harry. It's Harry. Harry. Harry Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, H John Benjamin. I'm not talking shit. If you miraculously hear this, oh um, yeah, I get it. But Harry yeah. John. <laughs> Benjamin. Oh my god. Uh, is it a okay. joke? Is it a joke? I, it should it could be. A be. Joke. It my could last be. name. My last name used to be King. So I mean, parents are weird. Joking. And I'm not joking. Get it. Joking. My, and my grandma was Faye, and her last name was King. That's a whole sidetrack. That's like this King. whole thing, man. <laughs> and, and my wow. aunt and uncle, their last name's King. Their first son, Justin Time. Justin Wait a second. Time King? I went to school with him. <laughs> I bet you did. I was going to bring that he, up. He graduated right here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, we played football together. Yeah. He told me that, and I laughed real hard when I was like, Wait, your middle name's Time? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and I can't remember if it's spelled like. T I M E or like the seasoning. I can't. Oh. I can't remember if it's time or time. Justin, I feel your pain. If you're <laughs> <listening>. <laughs> I, feel I, I feel is one of the greatest names. 
That's a good one. And there's there's this uh, Christian song that is like kind of hard rock that's uh, that says "Just in Time." And I'm like, he's got to use that as his like. Uh, in baseball, they had like the entrance for your first at bat. Mm-hmm. I was like, and you could pick your own music. I'm like, this needs to be his because it's like, I need a hero just in time. I'm like, that's that's my cousin's it's name. Made for it's you. It's made for you. That's yeah. hilarious. Jesus. Does, does he like that? Does he like that song? I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. Now we got to ask him. Yeah. Justin, <laughs> give us a ring, buddy. <laughs> I haven't heard from you since 2006. Yeah, man. Time, time. I don't know how your guys' thing goes, but after you graduate, I didn't realize at that time I was never going to see ninety percent of those people ever again. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that sad that you took all those friendships for granted? Like yeah. some of them were so great and awesome. You they were just, pure back in the day too. You just liked them because you had some commonalities. That was my like PE together. Yep. My favorite part of being a youth pastor is mm-hmm. people used to like look down like you're not a, a lead adult pastor yet. Adults lie. Like, yeah. they're just a bunch of lying liars lying about lying. Mm. Like, they're just, like, yeah. none of us are real. High school is real. Yeah. And so you could talk <laughs> with high school students. They were my favorite people no when filters. I was in high school and mm. now because they're just real. Mm-hmm. The, the the problems seem less because they don't have a mortgage to pay, but they still deal with all the same drama we do and people that want to fight them. And, same but, emotional. Except everything. they're loaded with all of the hormones, right? That and just so, like, showed up and we're like, hey. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> yeah. Would you like uh, Would you like to, to, to stand up in class now? And you're like, I can't because the hormones have made it to where I have to tuck things into my belt. I would love to, but I can't. Yeah. 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 Please and, don't and, make and me. And your voice is cracking while you're like, no, teacher, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Two seconds later, your buddy knocks your pen on the ground. You're like, I gotta fight him right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, yes. But then you just never uh, see those people. And then doesn't it seem weird? So my 20 year reunion um, was during the height of COVID, mm-hmm. and they still like all got together, and it was just in Belgrade, yeah. in mm-hmm. Bozeman, uh-huh. a few hours away. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going. I wish I would have, but there was only gonna be like 12 people there. Mm-hmm. 20 years has passed though, and that's that's the biggest yeah. thing is when somebody mentions like a early 2000s or late 90s like song or vehicle i'm like yeah those those are nice right those are brand new things yeah those are only just a couple years old yeah and then i think about it i'm like nope those are two decades old it's a while after high school everything everything was just a a year or two ago Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything because you got to be an adult now do adulty things we're no longer going on a fantastic voyage yeah you know, Bone Thugs and Harmony is not coming out with a execution double nine style <laughs> song. Because right. back in the day, I was definitely a hip hop. You know, I was a, uh, I was I was raised on the mean streets of Sims, Montana. Yep. Listening to Vanilla Ice, I think <laughs> whatever was cool back then. Word to your mom. It was all Bone Thugs and Harmony. And now I go back and I try to listen to those guys today, and I'm like, what was I listening to? There were, I mean, there was. <laughs> there's a reason everybody knows who they are. They I, were big. They I do like big. a couple songs, and they will, yeah, like Bud Smokers Only. They just repeat that over and over again. <laughs> Bud Smokers Only, Bud Smokers Only, Only. I'm like, these guys are geniuses. <laughs> so guys so are on, on, on that yeah. note, what about what about Limp Biscuit? Oh yeah, I mean, yes. Everything, like, I liked everything that was on the radio or in a prominently placed in all movies yeah back then oh yeah because he like that mission impossible movie came out and he, he made the new yep yeah and i re-listened to that stuff and i'm like i was such a dork i was such but a dork I'm still jamming while i listening. love it that hot dog flavored and chocolate or chocolate yes that one yes i 
we used to go, okay, this is way back in the day. We'd, I'd meet up with my friends before school and we'd walk to school and we'd all have our Walkmans in and we'd have that album in. Yep. And we would just rock the shit yes. out of it. Yep. And like still to this day, it comes on and the words magically flow back into my brain because they're stored in yes. there somewhere. And I yes. Just, ah. Yeah. Is it Knowing good how big of a dork you are and how like not good that music is, it is still amazing. amazing. Like yeah. I was, um, I was working in neurointerventional radiology uh, with there's like a group of four of us and we were coordinating for some of the neurosurgeons and all this stuff and so we get a weird group of people in there it's not like we all we were very very different people and one of these girls she she transferred from the uh, surgery suite over here or something like this and she's her background is her wedding and all this stuff and all this you wouldn't think that we've got the same music taste limp biscuit comes on and we for like we both are like whoa what's this and then i say a couple words she says a couple words and next thing you know we are straight rapping the whole song together <laughs> just like ah this is the best in the world i didn't know you were a limp biscuit fan yeah who didn't like this song mm-hmm. just looking like the biggest dorks in the world yeah is, is there like a joke like so i i know what chocolate starfish is mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. hot dog flavor like it's a weird name for an album and i feel like there's a joke i'm missing out on yeah i've never been on the inside of that but yeah, I, there's like some reason th- there's it's gotta be like chocolate starfish referring to the um area of your body where fecal matter leaves i, I get that i Kay. think that you can call that a most chocolate recently starfish. called yeah. the amber herd <laughs> of the <laughs> <laughs> Had to bring it up. Everybody's talking about that stuff. Had to I bring like it up that. Well, that's good. That's just another hashtag we can use for this. It's trending. <laughs> yeah. um, but then the hot dog flavored water. I'm like, is that a, like a, a a reference to like something phallic? I just couldn't get it. I never. I, and I felt like I was out of the loop. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, hot dog flavored water does kind of. Never mind. Yeah, you guys figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, weirdest album title ever. One of the best. One of the best. One of the last few albums that I memorized every song of. Break stuff mm-hmm. that was on there, dude. There was just there was just some jams on oh, there, man. So and then and then Kid Rock, Eminem, He's very big, very big. Oh, Rage Against Biscuit. the Machine. Rage though. Against the Machine. So that's my favorite example lately because I rock and have rocked Rage Against the Machine, and I kind of lean a little bit left. I'm a little Democratic-ish, if you want. Um, but but Rage Against the Machine is now being rocked by many people who are very right leaning. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that the machine that we're raging against is is, is, is <laughs> weird. The, the, the government works, huh? beast. I, I yes. saw I saw a um, a meme or something, right? Like just a picture of mm-hmm. this drawing of of, and it was Elon Musk because he's getting ready to or has bought Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it shows him, and you know, ten years ago, he's he's just there's like a center line. It's like a timeline, but it's on the there's a right, there's a left, and then there's like oh, he's yeah. just left of center. And then the left keeps moving this way, and the right too. Right, everything keeps moving because so of the extremes. Uh, uh, yeah, because every now with you have to get everybody's attention inside of 0.2 seconds. The left has gotten so left, and the right has gotten so right that he's like, "Yeah, it seems like I'm right now, but I haven't moved." Like, like yeah. the center line is now way over here, and mm-hmm. yeah, it looks like I'm leaning right. And I think that's part of it. It's like Rage Against the Machine makes a, a lot of sense for people that were around the center because now most of them are in the right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, the left, know. the further left goes, the more that pushes people who are barely on the left side or a normal left 
definitely to the right because I, I would consider right, myself buddy. like centric right so mm-hmm. somewhere in there because there's things i agree with on, and i think a lot of us are that way like like very like somewhere you, in the middle you, you can't like put this label of left when there's probably four or five topics that you're like i don't agree with any of that that mm-hmm. you're saying you know whatever those topics may be yeah and 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 so like i was definitely centered but now i'm i seem like this far right and and i'm totally not there's there's so much of big government and, and different things that I just completely disagree with, but it's like, yeah, that's kind of where I fall now. Yeah. That's a rough one. I so, think, uh, I mean, oh. I was going to say that the other thing about rage against the machine is when, uh, the lead guitar player, Tom Morello and only guitar player in that band. Let me think about it. Yeah. So he was a cool back then. He was so mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there was no one cooler. He was the best guitar player in the world, in the world. to my memory. And now I watch videos of him, and he is just a big old, big old goofy dork. He's just a big old <laughs> regular guy, you know, just no one special at all, mm-hmm. you know, not even all that intimidating. He's kind of a goofy man who can't play acoustic guitar or sing all that well, but he wants to. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so great because I, I now f- I, I relate to him a lot better now. It takes him off that superhero pedestal. It does. Because all he said, and then his story was, was like, well, I was just going to Harvard getting my law degree because I'm super smart and super motivated and I figured out I really like guitar and I'm kind of an extreme personality so I started to practice more than eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. That's how I did it. (laughs) No other reason. I'm just, that's what happened. And I've I've brought this up to you before. I don't think when we were recording but I was told that he used to pull his plug out and play with the plug and that's what got some of his crazy sounds but you told me months ago that that, that's not that's not a possibility. Yeah, that's not a possibility. He he did do weird things. Like he would play with uh, drills and other impet. He was trying to find weird sounds. He found some. Yeah, and then he was like, "Well, then that's that, that's kind of the genius of music. If you want to be out there and you want to be doing something different, well, you can't use the same sound that mm-hmm. that, that that other guy used." I'm just gonna get a Stratocaster, plug it into this thing. Yeah, it's just well, you can, but man, you better be doing something pretty darn impressive because you're using the same sounds that everyone uses. Mm-hmm. So that's why everyone has these weird pedals. And well, Tom Morello's like, "What if I just throw all that away?" And because he thought of himself like a DJ. He was like, I'm the one in the back scratching those beats. Wicka, wicka, wicka. So if I just concentrate on that feeling, that's what happened. He's like, and, and then I'm just going to make the sounds make sense with these super aggressive sounds. Yeah, and if you listen back, it does sound like he's scratching a, a disc, but he's doing that with his guitar, Yeah, which is crazy, which is why I believed... He was pulling out his plug and doing something weird, right? Like just yeah, he has got to be doing something crazy. To <laughs> yeah, get this he's got to be doing something crazy. He has something called a qu- a kill switch, and this is for you guitar nerds out there. So Let's it it, it might it. sound like he's pulling out his plug, you know, uh, because what he's doing is there's a little switch that he can just like switch right on his guitar on the body of his guitar, and it just cuts all sound. So it's killing it, killing all the noise. So he, if he flips that really quickly, it'll sound like so that's how he gets that weird sound sometimes in some songs. I didn't realize that. I like way later in life, they're like, "Hey, we're coming out with a Tom Morello signature guitar," and I was like, "Wow, okay, let me look at what this thing is all about." And it looked like I didn't want anything. It's like it's just a it's just a switch. It's just a piece of crap guitar with a switch that turns it off. Whoop de doo! It's like about ruining Christmas. Get get a get a mute switch on the fun your pedal board why don't you <laughs> freaking guy anyways tom morello big old goof but he went to harvard and i didn't so he could probably argue there, circles around well, there, no that's i think that's like whatever your creativeness is you can be the most creative person in the world but if you can't figure out how to get it out there then you're not 
Yeah. You're, we're only going to get four likes on Instagram and be nobody for forever. Nobody's like, going to Amber heard you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Tool. Sorry. Tool is a bunch of geniuses, basically. Yeah. That yeah. got together and made music that at first, you know, you show it to your parents or whatever. They're like, what is this? Yeah. They're like, now listen to it. And almost everybody who listens to Tool eventually is like, hey, this is kind of really good. Like, yeah. Holy shit. Nicely and they're not together anymore. They're gone? Tool? I, that was I a, that was in the form of a question. Yeah, oh, I don't Tool know. came out with a uh, an album a couple years ago. I remember they, they certain were people poo pooing it and certain people going yay. They, they were coming to Missoula. I'm gonna say nine years ago. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. They were gonna be in Missoula, and so my brother bought four tickets. Him and his wife, me and my wife, we all loved Tool, and so my brother especially though. Like okay. my brother was in a band. Like he was all about Tool. <clears throat> and we got to Missoula, and they had canceled, but didn't tell anybody. It was oh, you know dang. nine, ten years ago. There wasn't as much social media and stuff like mm-hmm. that, so it wasn't like how would they? Well, we know? put it in the newspaper, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Morning radio. And so show then we side. just had to like spend time in Missoula. It ended up being a fun time, but like yeah. didn't get to go see Tool. And I thought that the big deal. That's why I was asking that as a question. I thought the big deal was it was their last tour. Oh. <gasps> Maybe. So, so maybe they don't tour anymore and they'll still put out albums or something like that. But it took them I a agree while. with you. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like this super understand music kind of guy, but there's something about tool when you hear it that you're just like, this, this is a level. Yeah. This is a They're level to doing something that other yeah. people aren't doing yep. somehow. Yep. You know, oddly enough, Jack Johnson is the same. Like Jack Johnson, uh, you know, the guy that did the music for curious George movie. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone I play him for, they will always be like, who is this? Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I could drink some coffee and pet my cat to that music. He does have a certain, he puts out a vibe. Of, yep. You know, whatever vibe means. He put, he, I love Jack Johnson back in the day. Like yeah. banana pancakes. Uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank, but there was a few of them. When I was learning how to play the acoustic guitar, he was a little bit more skilled. Like oh, it, yeah. it seems simple. Uh-huh. It sounds simple, but it's not necessarily no. simple. Yeah. He has a very, um, really difficult style. Yeah, but it's good. It's so good in this weird way that you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I think I like this. Yeah, and what is that? Because it's like Tool sounds way different than Jack Johnson, but it's like they figured out whatever this, I'm putting air quotes up, whatever good is. Yeah. Like yeah. you you know when you hear good music and bad music, what is it? When that... that record producer back in the day is like well that, that band they got it yeah whatever it is what is it i don't know because limp biscuit to kind of bring this full circle yeah like like we do know that that's not great music right <laughs> no. like we do know that but there is something there too like tool good music it's like mm-hmm. an enjoyable sound Jack but Johnson. is it good music right <laughs> right because i think that's two different types of like you know, popularity or whatever that you can get is the one is like the Vanilla Ice, Limp Bizkit, Kid Rock, you know, mm-hmm. just in uh, sync Backstreet Boys. Like mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> it's just the meow, meow. but uh-huh. you get your year, two years of fame where you don't need to make any more music or your tool and you've been around for <laughs> yeah. however long, mm-hmm. right? And and maybe have made the same money as Limp Bizkit, right? Yeah, you got to be like, are you guys, I, yeah, yeah, what? What is that? <laughs> right. What is that? Uh-huh. It's so weird. <laughs> you know, I got another, no, so I'm going to um, subject jump, but I'm going to take with me the idea of it. Okay. You know, that, what is it okay, we're bringing that it. makes this good? I'm, I'm putting it in my backpack for this journey. Okay, bring it with us. Okay. Um, 
so the the thing that I can't understand, and I think that people are, are with me on this, when you can't understand what is good about a certain type of music, like you just can't get behind country or death metal or rage polka. I don't know. What <laughs> um, you can't get behind those. And you're like, what is it that is good that people enjoy about this? And that brings me to our, um, this weekend, we're going to... Uh, the BHA Rendezvous. And my question is for everyone that's going to be there is what is it about fishing, about camping, about all this stuff that you guys like? Cause I don't like almost all of it. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't like the outdoors. So, you know, I think it's a useless area. Skyler to bring you that we should escape the conversation. From. Um, BHA is backcountry hunters and anglers. They're a nonprofit that Joe actually explained it perfectly on the podcast we did with one of their corporate partnership guys. And um, essentially, they just try to make sure that we can always hunt and fish for the rest of our lives. So they buy land, they lobby to protect hunting rights and different things like that. Okay, okay. We won tickets and they have this like national rendezvous that happens in uh, Missoula. Mm-hmm. So Thursday I leave, Friday Joe leaves, you like camp out there. They cook you wild game. They teach you how to fly fish. There's vendors. There's all this sorts of stuff. Mm. I'm so this is why we love our podcast is because like I'm the outdoorsy you know dude, um, and Joe's the the musician. And so mm. we live in two different worlds, but we can always see eye to eye. And we're both Montanans. Mm-hmm. And like there's these these two different worlds. <clears throat> and so every once in a while, just like this conversation of bringing music in, right? Like that's not my world, but you two completely understand it um i'm bringing him into my world of like mm-hmm. let's go hang out with a bunch of like hillbilly hick. <laughs> yes. they're all gonna be far right believe in god whatever guys right See if you like, trump like flags this. still floating yeah. around oh there's yeah. gonna be trump flags there's gonna be a mega hat for sure should i wear a biden a, t-shirt a, a, just to mess oh, with people no like what are no. they gonna do to me they all have <laughs> knives and guns which, um, you know, that story, though, would be great. It would, it would be. <laughs> okay, it's so dividing. And, like, liberals, people who wear the Biden shirts and all that get so upset at the... But there's there's such good people still. So, that, so that's yeah. it, great is people. that we're trying yep, to show yep, everybody yep. that, like, both sides can be good here. Yes. Okay? Yep. Like, we're going to have a judge on later this month. Um, that's a little preview. We'll just, oh, yeah. we'll just, we'll just say that much. Um, mm-hmm, we're going to mm-hmm. have a judge on later this month. to And, and um, that that's going to bring people into that kind of area local politics different things like that mm-hmm. um we're, we're going out hunting we've, we've really trying to just say like in montana we can be in the middle and we can all be friends but joe like i don't understand like what playing a guitar does for someone learning that skill and and then like playing music around a campfire or at a bar or in front of a thousand people i would much rather go like set up my fly rod just right and 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 catch a bunch of fish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. joe doesn't understand that yeah right and so mm-hmm. it's, it's like let's and so that's your that's your question what is it about it because i'm interested in people and like the dynamics of relationships and if yeah. we can do it maybe we can like talk about what's going on when we're i'm i'm earnestly having an uh, trying to find out what's interesting to brian in a way that really makes sense to me and would even be interesting to me mm-hmm. I, and i really have zero interest in it. And so I'm like, well, everyone I know likes hunting and camping. And I live in Montana and I, I'm always playing for these events with these people that love this stuff. Wouldn't it be enriching for me, you know, to, to, to learn that to stuff? To find out what it 
Yes. What is it? Like, because oh, that's it. I'm gonna. It's like learning someone else's language. You know, you get to you get to peer into their soul almost. You mm. know, like you understand them a lot better. And I think that that's a goal that we should that we should be encouraging people to do is like instead of being the best at insulting the other side or whatever, just being so smart and all things. I'd be so smart about everything you say. Why not? Um, and then to be the winner of every interaction, like why not just be open-minded yeah. and and try to, because I'm trying to be like childlike in my interest and mm-hmm. be like, what's that do? Can I push that? You know, because I'm literally, I'm putting myself out there. I'm trying to be vulnerable That I see, and I see a lot of people, they don't want to do that. They just want to be tough. They want to be right. They want to be funny and period. You know, close the door. I don't want to have any more interaction with you. And I'm like, you know what? What if I could, I'm going to learn something and hopefully other people will learn just by watching me because I know that it's a weird thing that I'm going to try to do, but I'm going to try to build that bridge and Brian's going to help me and yeah, I'm going to do that's that. The whole, that's the whole goal is like if, uh, how, how much, how much uh, hunting or fishing have, have you done? Or? I grew up, uh, my family was hunters and fishermen, but I, I like, like Joe, fell mm-hmm. on the more, we'll call it liberal just for the sake of things, yep, yep. of the, like, I want to learn how to, everything is done on my computer or in front of an instrument in my room, indoors, inside. Yeah, yeah. But I've been outside, did the things. So, um, yeah. but, but in that... That's that's perfect because like you're too, al- you're yeah. aware enough to know, and I'm not trying to make you sound like dumb or anything, but you know what fishing is. Yes. And it requires a, a fishing pole and a reel, right, yeah. and lures or bait or whatever. I right? wouldn't be good at it at this point in my life, but I've, I'm familiar. I speak right. some of so, the language. At like least. my parents or my uncle, they've taken me hunt. I mean, uh, fishing like. 25, 50 times, but I have zero knowledge of how to do any of it. I don't know what any of it's called, and I have zero interest to do so, it again. So if you go out with someone, if, if you have, if you if you get the inkling, you're like, I need to be outside right now, and mm-hmm. I want to go fishing, or I want to go hunting, and you, you find the guy in your life that's like, like you're going to take me, mm-hmm. and he says, oh, well, for this particular type of fishing, we're going to use a popper. Yep. You're sitting in the conversation going, well... He, I'm aware that that's probably a, a lure, right? Like, like, mm-hmm. or maybe it's a type of pull, right? But you, but you don't. A lot of people. I'm not saying you in particular. A lot of people don't have the um, the cojones to then go. What is a popper? Mm-hmm. Is that and a so chair want, that I'm going to sit in? Or? We want Joe to ask that question, and that's a very you know specific one. But there's so yeah. many questions like that. That's like, oh, just tie that on. I'm gonna well, ask that. Like, uh, I'm gonna ask that to, embarrassing question. The embarrassing question that you don't want to ask when you're out with a guy that does it all the time and he has this like jargon that he speaks, thinking everybody knows this jargon because this is stuff I learned six months in. I knew what this was. Yeah. Just like when somebody says, "Use a pedal." Well, the pedals that I'm familiar with is gas and brake, uh-huh. <laughs> right? And so like and those, the rose, pedal. right? And so now having dealt with yeah. with with Joe and he has like a pedal board. Right, right, uh-huh. and he and he reorganizes it and puts things in different order, and and this one does the magic, right? Uh-huh. And and so like the lo- but the longer I can ask those questions to Joe, and the same vice versa, he can ask questions into my world and ask those dumb questions, so people can hear him asking those, uh-huh. and then hear those answers. Maybe they never have the cojones to ask them, but Joe will Joe will be that guy for them, uh-huh. yeah. And I'll be that guy on the other end of things, you know, um, when it comes to editing. 
<clears throat> the sound afterwards and Joe was like, oh, I just, you know, I, I messed with the volume and, and, I, and, and we were talking about DSers right before yeah. we hit record. Like Most people not, be like, what? Right, that's not <laughs> my world. Mm -hmm. But I want to ask the questions that everybody that's not in that mm -hmm. world can't ask. And so I'm, I'm excited for it. I've been, uh, not to bring it back around to me here, and the horse lady. Let's but oh, we that. want to. We want to be. You talk about, like, childish, child in nature. Like, I'm around these horses that I've never been around before. And this is a full-out professional thing. Yes. And I'm asking dumb questions. We're, we're going around. There's, like, 20-some yeah. horses that she has. We're, we're feeding them. And I'm like, do we do we feed them hay? Like, in my mind, you just give yeah. them hay and they eat the hay. But I was like, why is this hay green? She's like, no, hay doesn't have any nutrition. Alfalfa has nutrition. So if I were to have a uh, horse, I would have brought them hay and my horse would have died. It would have died. Because step one with was... With a full <laughs> stomach. It would have died with a full stomach. Yeah. And it's you would so have been silly. shoving that stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm sure it's the dumbest question in the world I could have asked her because she's grown up with horses. She's like, no, we feed them alfalfa. Yeah, but, uh, but she she didn't say it like I'm an asshole because yeah. I was genuinely curious. I was like, "What is this?" She's like, it's alfalfa. It has nutrients. Okay, cool. But you do feed them hay every once in a while just to kind of fill their stomach. Like there's they, a they, bunch of stuff that yeah. you can put in here and do Oats all this and, and grains and all all of that stuff. The and, rabbit hole goes deep. And and so mm -hmm. horse people will say, "Well, that's a quarter horse," and I'm like, "What?" So what's the other three quarters? <laughs> yeah. I still, I still, right? I'm asking that. I'm making that statement knowing that it's funny. I don't know what the hell that means. Oh, I don't know either. But I know that it's right. not, I know that it's not the other three quarters. <laughs> right. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. like a name for a horse. Mm -hmm. And there's other names. There's the Arabian, you know, whatever, right? Like, like there's other names for horses that they can be. But a, a quarter horse, apparently, we're, we're talking about that. I'm bringing this up and I have no clue what I'm talking about. But that's the point. Mm -hmm. Is like let's bring people that want to get outside or want to get into music. Let's let's bring them into the into yeah, the world. You don't know you're into it until you try it and you go and you it whatever it is yeah. comes and just whispers in your ear a little bit. You're like, yeah. oh wait wait, I think I, I think I like this. I yeah. think and I get it now. All of a sudden, you're passionate about something because you have something new in your life to to learn and try. So and, I don't know. And on the other side of things. That expert, I'm using air, one air quote because my other hand is it's a lazy table. air quote. <laughs> it's, lazy, it's a lazy air quote. But the expert that you're with, mm -hmm. they also may not know the answer. Oh, yeah. Right? True. They might ask something so off the wall. They're like, wait. I just know that this is this works. Yes. Right? Always I, is like you, this. You, you just always. Well, right? Or like, yeah. what's that knot called? I, I would not know what knot I use for fishing. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what it's, it's called. It's the one you go like this and you yep, pull your yep, one and finger then, to the then, side. You do this and yeah. then, you know, the rabbit goes through the, you know, whatever. <laughs> and you do it with your eyes closed real quick. But if somebody, if somebody were to ask me, I wouldn't want to seem dumb. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? And, and so then it's like, well, do you make something up? Do you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, let's just cross this bridge together. Let's not make, let's make everybody the same level. Mm -hmm. We're all idiots. So when we have the judge in, same thing. Like, yeah. how do you get to be a judge? You know, like, like did you go to judge school? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> to ask some of these questions. I think we're all wondering what the heck it is. Because yeah. I, I saw this thing on Instagram. And um, if you're listening right now, I'm sorry, I can't remember your Instagram handle. But the thing was, um, he this, this guy was taking his son or kids fishing or hunting or something for the day. And he literally put a picture of him on the boat, like kind of looking happy and his kid not looking sad, but looking disinterested and kind of looking at, you know, like that and got his hoodie on and not in any fisherman gear at all, just yeah. regular clothes. Yeah. And he had this paragraph that said something to the effect of 
you know, I'm really excited to go out with my kids. Um, I know for a fact that this is not their favorite thing. I wish I knew how to get them excited about it or what is, what is it about this that sparks my interest and not theirs. And I was just feeling that so hard because I felt the same way about my kids and learning musical instruments. Cause right. I was like, all, all I want to do, if, if I could choose anything, I would quit all this crap and just, <laughs> no offense, I would quit all this crap and only play music with my kids. I, I, would, right. I would assign them each an instrument and we would just play music yeah. and make money that way online or live or what have you. The problem is they don't care or want to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, oh, dang it. I don't know how to describe <laughs> what it is for you. Yeah. Because I need to know more about you. Yeah. Because I have, my son is a spitting image of me when it comes to his desire to, to hunt and camp and fish and that all that. That looks easy, like an easy relationship in, in right. that, in that it, part it of is, it. It is. It is. It's super easy. And so whenever I'm doing something, it's just so easy to bring my son along. Well, my yeah. middle daughter, Brooklyn, uh-huh. not, not her jam. Right? So it's not her jam. And she talks to me about um, spray tanning and getting hair extensions okay. and, okay. Um, you know, Things of that nature. Gel versus acrylic nails or some <laughs> shit right, like right. that. And I try I I don't have an interest in that. Like you don't know what it, it doesn't is. make sense to me to like go and, and spray on stuff that makes you look darker. Mm-hmm. She, she looks great afterwards. Like I'm not saying anything different. Like she's had a bad experience once where she kinda looked orange, a little, <laughs> little trumpy there. But like she thoroughly enjoys it. It's it's an experience for her, and then she likes the the image that, and that's the kind of the same for me. I'm like I like the image of catching a fish and and how I appear mm. or how I think I appear to people I by see. being this this accomplished fisher hunter archer provider guy. So right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. And I would think it's the same thing when you're in a bar and you're playing that 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 perfect song and you you mm-hmm. figured it out. You played seven songs, mm-hmm. and you're like this. This song right here, this is going to get 90% of them dancing or, mm-hmm. or tapping their toe or clapping afterwards. Mm-hmm. I think it's that same thing. Is that image we want it projecting on us. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know what to do with, with my middle daughter. My younger daughter now, I don't think her interest is in much as, like, hunting and fishing but just being with dad because she's 11. Mm-hmm. And so, like... I take advantage of that. Whatever dad's doing. Whatever that it thing is that Mm -hmm. she likes about just hanging out with me. We're like hiking up a mountain on Saturday uh, looking for bears. And um, is is bears plural? Looking Uh, looking for bear? I'm I'm assuming you only want to run into one at a Hopefully. Hopefully. So you're looking for bear amongst bears? But would it be a bear amongst bears? Man, that's weird. Or is it beers? Well, (laughs) 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 it wasn't the Berenstain bear. It was the Berenstain Bears. Bears. Okay. bears. There cool. it is. So Let's we're looking for bears. Okay. Looking but for we bears. are only wanting one. So but we're one looking for a <laughs> bear. Okay. And we, we were hiking up a couple hundred feet of elevation. And as I told you before we started recording, I realized my knees do exist. Right. And so, <laughs> so like, this isn't a moment. Most of the hiking was flat. It was just on this trail. But we're now, like, we're going up. Mm-hmm. Get to a vantage point where we can kind of look. And, uh, and she decides this is the perfect time to hold my dad's hand. Uh-huh. Oh. I think okay. is the most cute, adorable, and now having two older kids that never want to hold my hand ever again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I me. want to hold my daughter's hand. I want her to feel loved. I want her to feel accepted. I want her to whatever excitement that brings. But it is the most inopportune time because I'm trying to catch my breath. I'm trying to walk up this, <laughs> yeah. this incline. Get away from and me. And also trying to like 
and then I might be at a pace that she can't quite, you know, her legs are a little smaller, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And trying not to like drag her, but also not slow her. It, it, it was this whole thing. But the whole reason she wanted to be there was that we could get a selfie on top of a mountain. <laughs> not if we, and she <laughs> was perfectly bears. fine not seeing any bears. Mm-hmm. Perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what she'd do if we saw one. And then I actually got it. And then like now we've got to do like that. I was kind of actually hoping for that, just yeah. to see. Well, it's a big life mm-hmm. lesson. I mean, she'll remember that for forever. Yeah. The, so there were times when my other kids were younger that my brother would be out hunting and he'd be like, hey, I got one. Do you want to bring your kids out? And they were close. it was close enough to town just, you know, because they hadn't been out to see that. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's real. Every piece of meat we eat, they have to take this animal from a living thing to a dead thing to then yeah. a processed Doesn't just thing. come wrapped in cellophane. Right. And yeah. I just, right. And I just wanted them to experience, and so I did. I brought my kids out as they, you know, uh, gutted it. Which even saying that to a, a broad audience is kind of like almost taboo, right? So just say well, it. People say get it upset about accent. that stuff. I, I don't <laughs> say it proper. Yeah, I was gutted by that. Gutted. Yeah, and so even <laughs> all his innards were on the outers. He was gutted. But we, I wanted to bring him through that. It's a life. It's a life lesson, and mm-hmm. so in hopes that you know we did get a bear. It's life lessons, and then. Oh, total sidetrack, and this podcast isn't about me, but I, I did bring somebody out that was going to college to be uh, in the medical field, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Her her biggest excitement is when we got a deer, and she could, like, because the, the, all, many mammals are very similar in, like, they have an esophagus and lungs and diaphragm mm-hmm. and heart and liver and kidneys, and she was just, like, hands in. <laughs> we, we wear gloves, but, like, hands in. Like, oh, and this is this artery and this ventricle. I have no idea. What she, she knew it way better than me, and I'd probably done that on a hundred deer. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. She, and, and so, like, I gained something from her, from her world coming into mine, and that's what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. That whole circle is I'm hoping that we bring Joe into my world or he brings me into his world, and we can mm-hmm. gain new insight on this thing that we love because we're bringing these people that didn't know what it was, but we're bringing them there <coughs> and there can be these connections mm-hmm. and, and we can realize that it doesn't matter where you come from. There, there can be an, an aspect of music that I enjoy and an aspect of hunting or camping or hiking or whatever that, that Joe enjoys. So yeah. And yeah. you can do it as you, you don't have to change into some character. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Because we kind of poke fun at it when we had um, Mark Reisler on, mm-hmm. um, you had a, the only quote i have both hands up for this one the only fishing shirt you had literally was just a button-up with fish on it right (laughs) i also want to say it was a sims fishing fishing shirt yeah it was sims (laughs) and sims is like that was close it was more for fashion though yeah yeah, but but fashionably accurate but he pointed out that it wasn't like a a fishing shirt we kind of had fun with it yeah but having Joe feel welcome in that or having me feel welcome at a jam session or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, like, like either way, um, I think is, yeah, of utmost importance in the world right now where relationships mm-hmm. are harder to have. Yeah. It's tough, though, because we should be focusing on, like, fighting each other or something like that. We get a <laughs> lot of views and a lot of attention. Just you know? stirring a lot of trouble. and blah. Yeah, I bet you we would. Like, if we, <laughs> me and Brian cage match, like, yeah. once a week, like, I couldn't do it, but we'd get views. We would, like, we would give you. We are very primal in our brains, I suppose, right? You want to yeah. see that conflict, warring with the neighboring tribe or whatever to like. Yeah. So so I think if we put out little videos or something about this whole experience, that's going to have to be like the thumbnail is that there is conflict, mm-hmm. right? It has to be that Joe hates fishing. 
But yeah. then when you like get him there, he's actually trying it. You know, like it, it, that's. I think that might be the only way we can get people to watch it is if we we present this like, yeah, like conflict. Yeah, that's good. Maybe the thumbnail could be like um, top you, five reasons that fishing sucks. Right, and you should never do it again. Yep. Yep. And people go, what? And they watch that. And they go, oh, he's actually trying it. <laughs> I kind of like this guy. I wonder if he has a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen with 100 million people. Yep. Uh, that's what it's going to be right there. That's the plan. And it's going to work exactly as good as the rap video. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've planned it, see? Okay, and we're professionals. Yep. yep. <laughs> I will say, the one I'm not a great fisherman. And we go, I go with my old band. Once a year, we go out and do a whole guided fisherman thing. Cool. Super cool. Because we're not, we're not great fishermen, I suppose. We know right. how to, but we're not great fishermen. So having somebody, the expert around to tell us this and that and to go here and we don't want to go, it makes our trip worthwhile, yeah. I suppose, because yeah, you get more sure. experience. For sure. Um, but I, as big and manly as I am, I cringe every time I have to put a, a, a hook through a worm or a little <laughs> tiny mackerel, whatever they called. Yeah. And it's like, and it like moves a little bit. I'm like, oh, I heard it. I heard it. I didn't want to hurt it. A worm. It doesn't uh -huh. have any eyes or arms or legs and all this stuff. And it like, the second I go to put it through, it like curls up in pain. I just feel like a piece of shit. Just so bad. But then I yeah. fish with it. And the second that thing gets on, on the line, I'm like, Oh my God. And like all my adrenaline, my, all the neurochemicals do neurochemical things. Mm -hmm. And then I feel great. And then later that night we're eating, we're eating that fish that we cooked on a campfire just with butter. And you're just like sharing stories and all that. And that's the best tasting fish you've ever had. It is. Right? It because is. it's all that situational. And it doesn't make putting that hook any less painful every time I have to do it. Oh. But I know that's part of the process. It's part of the thing. But if yep. you were to stop me at the beginning or like before I cast that line and I was just trying to shove it in there, if I would have quit, I'm like, no, fishing sucks. Like I had to hurt this thing that I didn't want to hurt the whole time. Right, I didn't yeah. get the rest of the, the goodness that is, you know, you got to go to the right spot with the right, uh, right kind of worm, right flavor of worm or whatever <laughs> you fishermen call it. Yeah. And uh, it's just, I don't know. What, what, so I have to ask just because I am in that world, where do you guys go? Hell's Creek Marina. Okay. It's way, you know where that I know is? exactly where it's you're talking the about. the flattest part of Montana. Yep. Um, I used I lived up in Glasgow, Montana, which isn't right there, but mm -hmm. kind of close. Like, if you live in Glasgow, you know where Hell's Creek is, just mm -hmm. because it's the same lake, even though it's... Oh. <laughs> 100, 100 yeah, I didn't away. realize how huge it is. It has more shoreline than, like... California. Yeah. <laughs> it has more shoreline than California, <laughs> and it's just a lake in Montana. It's insane. Yeah. But it's cool. Four and you still run across people. You're like, this lake is huge. Why are you Why are you over here? <laughs> Get out of here, guys. Right. Why are there people here? Oh, well, yeah. you're, you're going to a good place then because there's, there's, you're catching walleye, bass, northern mm -hmm. pike. Yeah. And those are some of the best tasting fish, too. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing it right. It's a good time. The campfire that's out there. The, the only problem you're going to run into is the time of year, possibly mosquitoes or gnats or mm. you know, some bugs and stuff like that but that's 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 awesome last year we had to cancel it because they were having uh tornado warnings and whatnot <laughs> Jeez. And she, our guide calls us and she's like you can come up but i don't think you're gonna want to go out yeah <laughs> yeah yep. and we uh, we opted not to so it'll be exciting because once again like i if you were to call me up in the morning be like hey you want to go fishing i'm like how many things do I have to do today that aren't that? If, I don't know. <laughs> but doing it every once in a while, like, I get into it. You get into it. So I yeah. probably would like it if I went more often and had more things and learned more about it. 
It's just there's how many things are you going to be good at? That's why you have to know everybody, know every different kind of person and human. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it's almost like you need a guide for those other things you don't have time for because you you explained it perfectly. And we even talked about it on that podcast. It's like if you haven't, you know, fished or fly fished or whatever, or that particular area you haven't fished, the best way is to go with a guide Mm -hmm. because they're going to show you the spots, the depth, the the cast the, how fast you reel in they're going to show you all of that that you'd have to like learn on your own learn over years probably right. <laughs> and so and so if i want to learn guitar i'm not gonna like uh, yes you can go to youtube and i could like sit in my room and do it i'm gonna call joe yeah i'll show you and like in a couple of days i could be where it would take me a couple of years you know on my own mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah you just you just kind of you need a you need a guide and a, and a teacher to get those little moments of enjoyment mm-hmm. yeah i think uh motorcycle instructor told me that one time when we were we all had to take motorcycle safety when you're in the in the active military and you want to ride a motorcycle so they're like you have to take this two-week course and two weeks i think it was two weeks it was a lot yeah. um, i'm very safe i never went down um <laughs> and that's what he told us he's like yeah this is going to be a lot of basic stuff especially for you guys that have written before but um you're going to learn in this class in the next two weeks what it takes what it took me and my partner over here like five years to learn or maybe more like mm-hmm. all this stuff is and he would mention some things and i still mention them today to, to people and they're like what that's i never knew that like um for instance um, since you're a motorcycle rider did you know that 70 to 80 percent of your stopping power is in your front tire and therefore it's better to put if you're going to put your brakes on it's both at the same time or even just front first and then slightly put on your back mm-hmm. is that is that ring true with you i on my Harley, not as much because mm-hmm. of the balance thing. Oh, yeah. But oh. when I was riding super bikes, yes. you had to do that because that front mm. brake will compress those springs and all that. Yeah, yeah. And so you want that to be compressed and you get a nice, even, smooth stop. Um, that I found out through somebody who told me I was braking like an idiot because <laughs> right. I, I just got on one and thinking it was like a dirt bike. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go drive around. And they're like, yeah. no, there's there's a way to go about that. There's a nuance. Um, yeah. Yeah. Braking technique. Now, my Harley, my front brake's a little bit. It should be serviced, okay. <laughs> and okay. all the weights in the back. So I usually just uh, uh, I downshift and then hit that back brake. Hey, and downshifting, okay. So, so if anybody out here is a Harley mechanic, um, just DM at Skyler Reads. Yeah. <laughs> well, we need your help. It needs and something because like, yeah, like, it's normal to me. It's been I think it's been like this. It's my first Harley ever or ever ever wrote. Mm-hmm. I bought it. And because I had to get off these super bikes because I was going, I was, I'm doing 140 mile an hour wheelies. Like I wanted to go fast. Yeah, they're so fun. Wearing nothing but a smile too. I'm like, yeah, hey, I ain't going to fall down. Watch this. Nee, nee, nee. And I'm like, this is only going to last so long. Yep. And one yep. day a pebble's going to come out. I'm going to have a bad time. I'm, I'm not. My dad, my dad owned a Harley. Mm-hmm. But if there's anybody here that's listening, they need to know what model. 2004 Road King Classic. Ooh. Um, I got white walls on it. I made it. Ooh, I like that. I put 18-inch ape hangers on it, custom seat, drilled out. Instead of buying an exhaust, I drilled out the baffle, so it's all super loud. Mm-hmm. It's nothing special, but I, I've i never really, like, I don't, if you're like, hey, man, we're going to go for a motorcycle ride. I'm going to be like, no, thanks. Like, I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't like to go, like, do the whole thing, put on the leather jacket and all ride around together. I just like to drive from place to place via motorcycle. And uh, 
That's what kind of Harley. And I like, I didn't, I don't like other Harleys, but I like this specific Harley. <laughs> so I got that specific Harley and that's what I've been driving for a decade now. Like okay. I really enjoy it. Oh, you've had it for 10 years. Yeah, I've had it for forever. Wow. It used to be like, it was an old man kind of touring bike and I took a bunch of stuff off there and switched mm-hmm. tanks around and learned, learned a bunch of stuff I didn't know mm-hmm. and made it into something I liked. And now it's pretty much where I want it. And I just drive it around. I was going to say, like, the Road King, if I remember right, because I'm not a Harley guy, and so I'm sorry if this is even, I wouldn't even know if it's offensive. But you mentioned touring bike, and so this one is, like, super comfortable. It's pretty comfy, yeah. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, recliner, not a recliner, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like the version of, like, Lazy Boy on a bike yeah, that you, you could, could get. you could drive on this thing for a while and still feel comfortable. Yeah. Now, however, I shaved my seat down so it's not as comfy as it used to be, and my handlebars are now way up here, so you might get tired. But it's, I think it's comfortable. How <laughs> have I not seen you riding around town? I would, I would remember that. You might, you might. It's, uh, uh, I don't know. Do you wear a helmet? Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> he, he, he looked at the mic for a long <laughs> time like, before he answered. I'm He's not like, I'm going to lie to these people. I did not today. Um, I only went a few blocks, and it was only 25 miles an hour, and I know that it's not, not going to stop the car from pull, blowing the stop sign and all that stuff. Yeah, famous last words. Yeah, I know. You were um, an EMT, man. Come oh, my on. God. I used to get... I would. Uh, that, that was back when I was driving super bikes, primarily. Oh, man. And I'd come in there, and the charge nurse would be like, Skylar, come here. And I'd walk over there, and I'm like thinking I messed up on the call or something. Like, what did uh-huh. I do? The person's alive and fine. Like, I saw you yesterday driving your stupid motorcycle. Where is your helmet? And just going <laughs> off. And you're going to be in that room. She points to the trauma room. You're going to be in that room, and I'm going to be shoving a catheter up your penis. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I'm still not going to wear a helmet. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I should. I know what. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. If I go out like like uh, my lady lives out of town where all these horses are, mm-hmm. I if I go on the highway, I put my jacket on, put my helmet on. I always have gloves because if you can't grab stuff when you're rehabbing, then it's extra hard. So I want my hands to be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've thought out so far. <laughs> you got you got to have your hands. Your hands have to be okay. I can't play the piano if my hands are all road rash. So, so they're going to be fine. So true. Now my legs are gonna be fucked up, and my face is gonna be like two faced, but whatever. But you yeah. can still play the piano. Yeah, and you could still like record priorities. That's all you need. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad you've thought it through. the 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 worst injury that I can think of is like road rash. Yeah, not I, a fun thing. I, like the the worst, and maybe like burns might be up there. Kind oh, of. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right? Mm. But it's just like when I hear of someone talking, just talking about sliding along the road. And, you know, like your clothes start ripping away and then your skin starts ripping away. Like, it's the worst thought. And, and so, when, especially when you talk about hands. Yeah. And so, that's why I would be wearing gloves is like, I don't want road rash on my hands. Like, yeah. it just makes makes my chocolate starfish pucker. <laughs> worst case scenario. Okay, so my minimal riding, you think it'd be like, oh, you do, you're at least wearing a helmet. No, that's like fourth on my list. Gloves <laughs> and then boots. Because if you slide off and you oh, don't yeah. do like a weird exit, you can put your knuckles down and your boots out and you can just slide along there. Uh, I've seen it done before, so I think in my mind it works out like the movies. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I'm going to fall. Yeah, when in reality, I'm probably just going to ragdoll and just hit everything a million times. Mm-hmm. But there's an option to safely dismount off of your motorcycle at a higher rate of speed. Hmm. So, and that doesn't involve sliding your helmet on the ground. It involves sliding your hands and feet on the ground. Now, right. if your head hits hard enough, well, oops. 
Yeah. Well, and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to be too gruesome, but being a, a Iraqi war vet, I have cleaned up after some serious incidents. Mm-hmm. The worst thing to clean up is when someone has a head injury. Oh, That's probably the gross. nicest way I could see it. Yeah. I could say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's certain things you have to clean up that your your brain is not. It, when it sees it, it goes, "I'm not supposed to see that." Yeah, it's like, just weird, right. Huh? Like like some people are about blood. Every person is when someone has a head injury, when uh, it's just a like life a life ending head injury. Yeah, um, you're like no human is supposed to supposed to see that. Yeah, it's yeah. um. I, I was a paramedic for a while, and uh, uh, the the weirdest thing I saw, which it's just like your brain almost doesn't register it, right? And I mm-hmm. won't go into details because I don't know who's listening, but uh, uh, it was a construction injury uh, uh, incident, and the head went underneath the tire, mm-hmm. and like you show up and like the body's a body, mm-hmm. and the head is like just a big round pancake thing, and you're like, ah, mm-hmm. uh, um. And then bless our heart, our student down there with just gloves, like, like no, don't, don't, don't touch it, don't move it. We'll, we'll get a shovel or something. Ugh. She was gathering it with her hands. She was a trooper. She did something that I had had never done in all of my experience. Uh-huh. But that's where inexperience comes along. She's like, oh, we have to move it. Oh, well, let's just move it. I'm like, oh, not with your hands, please. Don't touch that with your hands. <laughs> just, uh, I mean, you can. It'll work. But yep, it's like uh, that scene from. Um, Boondock Saints, when uh, Detective is walking around and you know trying to figure things out, and he gets blood all over his hands, and, and then, then he, like and then he's like his rubs hair. his hair. Yeah, <laughs> was it William Defoe? It was yeah. William. Defoe. What a beautiful performance from that guy. It was I masterful. So, in what's otherwise like a B movie, you know? And oh. he comes in there, he's like, maybe this is Shakespeare. <laughs> we we <laughs> did right. a whole podcast while watching. Boondock Saints. No. Did we ever release that? We never released it. <sighs> we never released it. So I think it's going to go on our Patreon. We should. That's perfect. Back. Yeah, it'll go on the Patreon. It'll go on the Patreon. So you, you can watch Boondock that's Saints. A, with that's us. That, I'm going to say that's official right now. Is like, yeah. If you we wanna, got it, you it's going it? up there. I, I have yeah. it. Okay, I have it. For it's, sure. it's official then. Okay, and so that that might be another idea that we could do, <clears throat> but we were both like the, our biggest point of amazement was how how. Limp Biscuit like this movie was right that mm-hmm. you know it's junk but you love it, and and his acting Willem Dafoe's acting in that thing was Oscar worthy. Oh, like it was sure. just phenomenal. It was but a fire fight, right? <laughs> I was yes. like, ah, I was. And you yeah. saying that brings us all into the movie in that exact oh moment, and it was just like he's all sweaty, oh. got his sleeves rolled up, firing into the sky. Oh, I don't so know how they're you like act like that. They're like some kind Only of. Him. They're yeah. some kind of saints, right? And like they, they wake up and the, the rain is coming through the jail and they they sit up and their crosses are shaking. Like mm-hmm. that's dorky. <laughs> so that dorky. Is the, like like somebody's like like screen like wrote that out. Right? Mm-hmm. Like like they wrote this out and then the, the, the water will leak and there'll be like this this kind of music and their crosses will will shake on the wall. But what are they gonna say so that everyone knows what's going on? And they look at each other and they're like, "Kill all that which is evil, so that which is good may flourish." Like, <laughs> can you give me a pamphlet on what happened, please? Somehow yeah. that movie brings you out of like realizing that's dorky, and you're just like, yeah. you're just, in it has that it. moment, you're like, it yes. is. They nailed it. It has yes. it because yeah. Boondock Saints two did not. 
it have had it. I almost didn't watch it, to it. be honest. Because the first one was so, like, it was my favorite movie for a very long mm-hmm. time. Same. I'm like, oh, you, you don't need to, it's fine. Before it's fine. Pacific Rim. We don't, true, this is true. <laughs> this is, that's actually very true. Before Pacific Rim, I'd be like, I would yeah. say Boondock Saints is one of my favorite, because it's great. It's great. Yeah. Like, when he's, his brother is downstairs, and he's chained to the, or handcuffed to the toilet, and he pulls oh, yeah. the, but he can't get it out there, and you see it cutting into his wrist, because yeah. he knows yeah. that his brother's down there, and he has to save him. You're like, oh my God, he's saving his family. Yeah. And then touching. he walks, and instead of like running down without the toilet, he walks up thinking, I can drop this I'm gonna toilet. Throw this I'm toilet. going to throw this toilet. <laughs> no, no one in their right mind would think like that. If yeah. you were in a Bring riding room toilet. and you were trying to sell it to somebody, you'd be like, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> and he walks to the window and he throws the toilet out the window to hit the guy. He'd be like... And then jumps uh-huh. off and then right jumps then off. with does, it. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. He I'm throws like, the toilet he... on one guy and jumps onto the oh. other guy. And I feel from... like the guy looks up and sees him coming for like five minutes. He's like, oh my gosh, he's going to come and hit me. <laughs> it's just, oh no. Wait, guys, this should be a slow-mo moment. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. slow-mo this. this. Slow-mo. Oh. Yeah. God, what a beautifully made movie. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do if you were in trouble, Brian, Jesus. by the way. I would oh. throw a toilet off a building and then jump on the guy next to him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm drowning. He's yeah. like, all right, I'm going to go get the toilet. Hold on, he's drowning. <laughs> Something to get the toilet. <laughs> I told you this is how I'm helping you. When you're in That's trouble. All I'm doing. I, I call him up and be like, hey, Joe, I'm, I'm stuck out in the middle of Montana. He's like, all right, I'm jumping off a building with a toilet. I got the toilet with me. I got the yeah, toilet in the van with me. Jesus. Oh I'm jumping gosh. on two random people that just happen to be down below. Yep. And turns out they're Russian, which is good. You know? I mean that's even topical these days. That movie yeah. just made it me want. It is. It made me want to find some religion of sorts that would associate me with being able to put pennies on people's eyes or whatever, and like or, the whole thing. Or carry around a rosary. Yeah. Remember yeah. those? Yes. Everyone okay. had one. I seriously looked for a rosary after that movie. <laughs> I went to the local nunnery and purchased one before I went to Iraq. Wow. Yep. I, so I had I had a rosary on the way to Iraq as well. There you go. I was a Catholic. No, we were saints. Right. We were going to <laughs> destroy that which is evil. So that what is good may flourish. <laughs> so good. Okay. So good. We've been, and we've I been, brought a rope, just so been, everyone knows. We've I been did. going for a little while. <laughs> okay. We've been going for a little while. Yeah. And what I really want to talk about, for just like we mentioned in the very beginning, the Joe Rogan way, we're now going to say, you've had some books release recently. Yeah. Since you've been on... You've done some cool things on your Instagram that I've seen of, of um, if you sign up for the newsletter, you get a free ebook, right? Yep. Yep. Um, audiobook. 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 Yep. Um, and just to remind everybody, like, what kind of books are you reading? So almost all genres. I've recently, I wanted to do like sci-fi and just fiction. But then I once you get into the industry and you meet some people, they're like, hey, do you want to try this? And I, much like we were talking about before, I don't know if I'm... Gonna like it or not gonna like it. Do I love romance? Huh. I'm not reading it in my spare time. Yet I find if it has got a good plot and strong characters, the romance scenes don't ruin the whole movie for me just because that's not my flavor of tea. They're, it's just that style of book, and I, and I still like it. Like One of my favorites out of all of them is Annex that just released not too long ago. It's, it's not a romance. It's not, okay, there's two types of romance. There's like porn within pages right and then there's deep romantic interests this one is a deep romantic interest which um it's romance it's technically romance but i love it it's a really good like uh, cool it just makes me happy like to bring 
Because I know how I could not, I mean, maybe I could write a book. It would take for forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. But I know that these people took a lot of time and care in creating this world. And all I have to do is read it and make up voices. So I feel like I'm not holding up my end of the bargain of how difficult this process is. Though it is still difficult to do the audio side. I don't know. I'm just proud to be a part of people who are so talented allowing me to read their stories. For so them. so I cool. don't read books. Mm-hmm. I only listen to books. Mm-hmm. And I will turn off a book if the if the orator isn't doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And so like you're you're bringing especially this day and age you're bringing a level to a book that wasn't available 100 years ago, right? Like like it just wasn't available. And and I think many authors it's, I, I always think it's better if the author will read it because he's going to, he's gonna or she, sorry, he or she is going to, oh my goodness, I have a phone call I'm missing right now. Oh no. He or she is going to um, bring the emotion that they intended, right? And yes. So you, you're bringing your interpretation. I'm sure they make corrections or whatever and say, oh, this wasn't an excited moment. That exclamation point was yelling or, you know, something yeah, like that. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> and so you are going to bring it. But there's some authors that shouldn't. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. And like they just don't have the voice. They became an author for a reason. I mm-hmm. need to write things because my voice is horrible or or I can't emote as I should or, you know, whatever. And so you're bringing a service to these people that may have the skills that you don't of writing a book, but you're able to like tell that story. And so some of my highest respect for people right now is exactly what you do, because I wouldn't be able to enjoy books. I, I don't make time to open. Sit paper. down and read. Yeah. Like I don't read the newspaper. I don't. There, there's there's no I, I read posters sometimes walking <laughs> into buildings you know do they take credit card and that's my extent yeah. there's this red sign sometimes I see driving around has uh, stop written on it I read that <laughs> for a second I was like wait <laughs> yeah. is this a billboard yeah. what is he talking about every once about in a while I read the word yield, yield. you know and You're follow like, yeah, those maybe. instructions yeah and so I just I, I, I'm appreciative and, and so yeah I, I guess I'm just trying to stop you from um downgrading what it is you actually do because you're 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 allowing many of us to enjoy stuff that we just we wouldn't Mm -hmm. air quotes have time for well i suppose i look at it from the other side like i see what they put into it i mean i do put my heart and soul in it like this some books take me like a full month working every day and then sometimes tons of people buy it and the reviews are great and sometimes i'm like why can't like why why does nobody want this book doesn't make any sense all this time and they never hit the algorithm and you know right it, that's right. part of the game um but i don't know like i just like to show the respect that it takes to create a world worth entering your your mind into and visually hallucinating and having mm-hmm. this like great time for that whether it's auditory or visual like you're going into this new realm and fully like dissociating your consciousness and like being in what this person just made up from their brain. Like, holy shit. Like it's incredible. And okay, I'll do the voice lessons. I'll learn how to record the thing and I'll try to do my best acting skills to make it come and be palatable for the ear. That's all I can put forward. Hopefully that's good enough. And so far I've been digging it a lot. So the, the cool. last episode we put up was uh, Steve Keller and he tried doing this he tried narrating Mm -hmm. um for books and after i don't know he said he did like 18 about 16 to 18 yeah yeah something like that books he what he couldn't stand was the editing Mm -hmm. um not because he couldn't edit he hated hearing his own voice that much Mm -hmm. and so where are you at it's the worst (laughs) it's the worst Uh, sometimes like you have to i have to listen to it very objectively like i don't 
you never, you don't hear what you sound like. There's a difference because it's on the inside and you're hearing it on the outside. That's how other people hear you. But that's not something you, I don't think you ever really get used to. And I'm never like, oh, I nailed this scene. This is the greatest. The way I look at it, I'm like, oh, if it's just, if I said the words right and I tried <laughs> to capture the emotion, send it. Like, that's good. <laughs> and then, like, this last um, uh, a book that's coming out, it's towards the end of May. It's called Goodbye to the Sun. It's the first in the series. I, like, so far... My career's peaking on this one. Like, this was good. Great author, great series. But he'd be like, oh, my God, I love this interaction that you did in this scene and all this. And I was like, I was just trying to read the words and read them right. Like, it's yeah, just, yeah. I don't know. Um, but it does, when it's not you listening to your own thing, you can kind of appreciate the art more, I feel. But, yeah, no, I'm with him. I don't like to sit down and listen to it back. I do it just to see how I can improve my craft. I'm like, oh, my pauses or long, or maybe I'm doing this weird intonation thing too much. That's now just a regular part of my reading to allow me to become better. Mm. But do I mm. want to just sit down and throw on my latest audio book and be like, yeah, let's hear this. Right. Ugh. I have a hard time. I, I, I listen back to our podcast and I have a hard time for this, the same kind of reason. It's not even for the purpose of editing. It's just like, Oh, Brian, shut up. <laughs> like, and I have to forget it every time we start recording. Is like I try to make improvements, just like you're saying. Mm -hmm. And like um, I have to. What I've realized is I have to shut up. Like I have to like not talk sometimes, just to let the conversation <laughs> not always go the way I want it to go. Mm. I think I we all do. Yeah, and and so um, I do. I do try to learn from listening back. But yeah, it's difficult to hear your own voice. And is that what it sounded like? <laughs> yeah. Why did I say that? What, Come on. What kills me more about the, like, my, also my podcast, the Voices of Morgan podcast, I, I review um, animations from old animations, new animations. Everybody grew up knowing who Charlie Brown was, but does anybody know who the voice of Charlie Brown was kind of stuff? Cool. Like, most people don't go that extra layer. So I'm trying to, one, since I'm in this audiobook world, to do, or voiceover world, to do my homework. Like, mm. I don't, I have questions that I would like answered, so it's now a show. Like, it's, it's how it's going to go. But it's kind of live. Like, I'm reading. I have notes and all this. But it's not like I go back and I'm like, oh, let me re-record this part. So I'm listening to it back and I'm like, man, can, does my does my brain even work? Am I having, like, <laughs> I'm skipping words every once in a while. I'm like, can yep. you just say it right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so when, send, when, send when you're, when, that's totally two different things. But when you're reading for a book, you personally cut out sections, make pauses shorter, Maybe change some of the, the, the gain or the base or, you know, I'm not using the right terms. but And then you send it off to the publisher or the author or mm -hmm. whoever you're supposed to that you have the contract with. Then do they then either send it back to you to do more edits? Are they allowed to do? Yeah. Yeah. They um <coughs> normally the industry standard is like you're allowed three big revisions where like, I do the whole book. I send it to them. They send me a sheet of revisions that they want changed. I change them. It's like, Actually, I'd like this done as well. Go back in there and change them. Uh, maybe you could do this one more time in this area, or I want to add this, and you do that. And they cut it off at three because people, creatives, will always find something they want to change and do. And right. so to stop this from being just in this purgatory of never being released, yeah. usually after that third time, we're like, ah, good as it's going to get. Send it. Uh, but it rarely ever gets to there. If both parties are trying as hard as they can, the writing's good, and usually you just said the word wrong. Like, I've got a lot of dyslexia things going on. Mm -hmm. It never was diagnosed, but, like, I, as a narrator, I'm like, oh, I do switch a lot of things around. And I don't know if that's just the human experience or if I do got, if I read in a weird way. 
but sometimes I don't catch them all. And right. The author right. goes, "Hey, man, pronunciation with a question mark by it," and I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> and then some things I'm like, "Oh, I've been saying this word wrong my whole life. My <laughs> whole life, I learned something today." <laughs> okay, that's not how you say that word. Ukulele. Ukulele. I've been saying it wrong my whole entire life. How yeah. Have you been saying it, Joe? It's everyone calls it ukulele. It's actually ukulele. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even sound right, does it? Nope, doesn't sound right. And people <laughs> will correct you, even in a music store. You're like, I'm looking for the ukulele, and they're like, You mean the ukulele? And I'm like, Well, <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about the same thing, but no. <laughs> yes, I do mean that, but I'm trying to because I was what I got really into ukulele, and uh, this guy on all of his videos, he would say the same thing. He would just in, in all his interviews, he'd be like, Oh, it's actually ukulele. And I was like, oh, I'm, I don't want to be that guy. I'll start to say it right. But then it's like saying, you know the fish, the fighting fish? And they're known as betas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not how you say it. Is it a beta? beta? It's a beta. A beta? Really? Yes, it's a beta uh, So fish. to say it better, you have to say better. That's right. That's much better. So say beta better, you got to say better. I can't think of any more, but that one blew my mind as well. Because, um, I mean, who hasn't owned a beta fish and called it a beta. Yeah, because that's what it is. I'm learning right now. I'm pretty sure. Right. You were today's <laughs> year old. Yes. <laughs> Just current, current time. Um, I also play my ukulele on my kajon. Ah, the kajon. That one comes like around that. every once in a while. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think but that's, that's got to be embarrassing when they're like, okay, well, this word appears in my book 17 times. <laughs> and yeah. it's clear that you do not understand the word I wrote. Yes. <laughs> this is a book on fighting beta and, fish. And so attached to this email, you'll find me saying it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, see, and that's where like the ego thing, I used to have like, I'd get angry. But like, no, I tried my, because I did try hard, whether right. or not it was the best performance. It was wrong. And so now I'd, yeah. I have to like just take and be like, okay, yeah, it was wrong. And ask him, be like, how, say it, say it for me. We live in the time of these little magical devices. Just click record, say it, send it to me. I'll say it exactly the way you say it. Yep. We're done. That's cool. like, Good it's idea. just, ugh. but then you got to go back in, you got to open it up, find the spot, re record it, make it sound perfect or whatever, export it, bring it to all the things. And uh, like, it's a process. Right. That's oh. part of the job. And in that case, so, so you're, you're in chapter seven. Um, paragraph three, and you said Bob wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be Bob, right, or something. Do you do you just? There's no way you just do that word and try to edit it in. You probably do. What do you do? A sentence? I try to paragraph. do the sentence just to make okay. it less noticeable, and then, and then edit in that sentence. You can hear the difference, though. I can for sure hear the difference. A lot of the readers normally can't tell, and some even say like, "Hey." I've, I've been in forums and I'm like, hey, how come every once in a while it sounds like it's in a different room or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah like, and people don't realize. I could say it in the same exact room, same exact mic setup, mic setup but my voice is just going to sound different that it's, day. It's at, it's at 10 a.m. instead of yep. 11 a.m. Yes. It's uh, you had bad coffee that morning and your belt hoop <laughs> hooked on the door yes. as you were leaving. Yep. Yeah. And of, so, like, it just sounds different. Yeah. A voice yeah. is like having a, a car or motorcycle with an old style carburetor. You know, you got to get your voice warmed up. It's yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Lots of maintenance. And for first thing when you first started up, it just ain't performing right and you can hear yeah. it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Every time, every time I do a show, I, I would have, have to start listening now when I go, when mm-hmm. I listen back to a book and be like, "Oh, can I see, can I hear where that?" Some of them are right? super noticeable, like my pride and joy is when I can like I can barely tell. I'm like, "Oh, that was a good one." Like, yeah. Right. 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 Perfect. But yeah, sometimes Sometimes it sounds a little bit different, but do you want it pronounced boob or bob? Like, <laughs> I have to go in and do something. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. A, oh, I had a Freudian slip the other day. Uh, one of the 
character was named Solazi, and my favorite author is Scalzi. And so sure enough, I get these revisions back, and like one of them was like, you said Scalzi. And I was like, sorry, it's my favorite author. I sent it back there. And I was like, it's so funny that I said it like that. And he goes, it's one of my favorite authors too. Turns out one of the characters in the book was was inspired by Old Man's War from John Scalzi and all this stuff. I was like, no way. And if I wouldn't have had that ridiculous Freudian slip, I wouldn't have bonded with my author friend. Whoa. So much. It was weird. That's wicked. Well, cool, man. Any, um, any closing thoughts, maybe any place that we should go and check you out and click a like and the subscribe button and all that. All of my social medias on all the things, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is Skylar reads at Skylar reads. Um, mm-hmm. my podcast is up and coming and getting better. It's more, if other people enjoy it, that's cool. But it is really for me. I'm trying to just learn about more voice acting stuff and pay proper respect to the ones who've done it before me. Uh, it's on YouTube and I don't know, Podbean and Spotify, I think, something like that. Cool, man. And that's just called the Voice of Skylar Morgan podcast. Voice of Skylar Morgan. Uh, Voice of Skylar Morgan podcast. See, now I'm doing mouthful. it. Um, <laughs> keep me posted on that because I do a lot of voices. Maybe mm-hmm. I, I, I think I'd be interested in like learning more about the history of voice acting sure. and all that kind of stuff. So We'll talk and figure something out. Let's do it. Maybe we could have a conversation over the history of voice acting. That'd be a good time. Okay. Have oh, you yeah. have you done the, um, oh, dang it. All day today, it's just like leaving. I feel like it was like Walt Disney himself that did mm-hmm. like, but it, oh. whoever, like the one guy that could do like Mel Blanc. Mel there Blanc. We go. Yes. Oh, see, that was gone. He was one of my first my first episodes. I did. Uh, okay. He was one because I, I got into it and I was like, well, let me look up Bugs Bunny and all. Just pick the easy ones. Yeah. And turned out the same name kept showing up over and over oh, and over. And I was like, oh my god. But see, as a guy who was doing it voice acting for five years at that point in time mm-hmm. and didn't know about him, yeah, what? I'm with you. Right, it's insane. Okay, so you've already done because that, that would be a fun one to do with Joe because I think he could do some of the voices. That's that, a, that's, that's the weird thing. How much that's how I res- how much I respect Mel Blanc is like I've tried to do Daffy Duck and I mean I could do some of them like Elmer Fudd and what I would consider kind of easier ones, but I can't do no Daffy. I can't do no Bugs very good. And, I mean, and many people that so can good. do Daffy can only do like a phrase or two. Oh yeah, and like, it like always I'm going to the bathroom. It's, you know, it's always like a weird phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and they can they can. Get that voice, you know. They can do it just right. All I can think of is that's quacktastic. That's what I would want to say, but I can't say. I can do the voice. (laughs) He, I mean, it just goes. And he, he smoked for like his entire life, basically. And so when they say this is, they say you can't smoke or you're gonna ruin blah blah blah. I'm like, well. Mel Blank did it, so (laughs) I can smoke if I want. (laughs) I don't, I don't recommend it, but he did, so. It's a bunch of BS, just so you know. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. It's this life a, is short. We're not superheroes that live forever. Yeah. You, <laughs> you might never smoke a cigarette, still get lung cancer. I mean, it happens. It does. It does. It does. And then, like, the people that live forever, they're like, well, I woke up every morning, had bacon and whiskey, never yep. ate anything else the rest of the day. I just smoked to suppress my appetite. Yeah. Never got cancer, and I could run a mile in four flat. Haven't yeah. been to the doctor since 1936. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. Huh? If I could do it all over again, I'd just probably eat more steak. Yeah. <laughs> I realized in my 90s, I really liked steak. I wish I would have had it when I was in my 20s. Yep. Oh, jerks. And then the person that's like the marathon runner gets prostate cancer. And, you know, like it's just life isn't fair. Yeah, it's, it's not, not fair. So don't worry about all that stuff. That's yep. that's one of the videos I want to do is uh, like the myths about getting into music. Like 
all of the basic stuff that everyone told me to do, I did none of that. <laughs> and here I am. I'm doing okay. Still nailed it somehow. Yeah. They're like, you got to have a demo. If you don't have a demo, then you're nothing. I'm like, I've never had a demo. <laughs> you cannot demo me. Yeah. Okay. Well, and if you're going to be a voice actor, you got to know who Mel Blanc is. Yeah, you, you have, have to. Right? You have to. And if you don't, yeah. you're not even considered a voice actor. You right. just can't. I mean, wait, you did I, it? I feel like I'm doing How? it. I'm doing it for the industry because I can't be the only one that does. It's a, it's a weird time no, to man. be alive. You can just get one of these and just say stuff, and you don't have to be vetted by any kind of company to oh, to be great. Like the they most used exciting to. part of the podcast, man, is that we're not we're not tied to anything. We mm-hmm. can say whatever we want. Whatever there's no want. boss that's going to be like, uh, can you step in my office for a minute? I want to talk here. about that 23rd right. minute on your podcast yeah. and what you were talking about. Can you guys not bring up Johnny Depp's wife shitting on the bed, please? It's just bad PR. Oh my yeah. God. I would have been fired immediately at my last job. They would have oh, been like, right. you're done yeah. with this. And yep. I've been like, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I don't need this stupid <laughs> job. I know how to play guitar. <laughs> Take by the way, don't job, don't man, don't use it. my advice. By the way, unless you really know how to play guitar, it's <laughs> a very specific set of circumstances for me. So that's why I tell people like they always hear, "Oh, you're an audiobook narrator." Oh, I was thinking about doing that. Like, is it is it hard? What can I do to get into it? And I'm at the point now where I'm like, I don't advise you to get into this. Like, it's the hardest thing. Like, whether I'm good at it or not, I don't know. But it was hard to me, and it still is. Yeah. And I'm not driving a Mercedes right now, so like I'm. I'm You've been driving a ten-year-old Harley. Yeah. Well, it's actually older than that, but you've had it for ten years. Yeah. You had to you drill his own baffles, though. Right? <laughs> yeah, I had to do the work myself. I couldn't even send it to a mechanic. Yeah. Like it's um, I don't know. Everybody has pipe dreams of what it's like. Like I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna start my podcast and I'm gonna get advertisers and I'm gonna be making a hundred thousand dollars in a year and all that. And then like later on, we're like, well. Um, four people shared it, and that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was <laughs> neat. And, and then you also realize that Patreon takes their cut, and you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's harder. It's, it's harder than you think. But all you can do is try. Maybe one thing will hit one day, and you'll be super. I don't even want to be a millionaire. I just want to enjoy what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh. We're not going to go on a whole sidetrack, but there's nothing to being a millionaire. It's about doing what you love. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's plenty of yeah. unhappy millionaires out there. There's plenty of unhappy poor people homeless people there's there's a happy medium where Mm -hmm. you play guitar you voice act and in the in the meantime you can learn how to ride horses and fish Mm -hmm. like here's here's me being a millionaire i was talking about this the other day because it just seems to fit perfectly Mm -hmm. i don't need all the money in the world i don't need the bentleys and all this stuff or the stacks of money that i just show my grill off with like i want to be able to go to just a regular place to eat with some cool people and order just every appetizer. Just everyone on the menu. Every appetizer And then we can money. just sample and pretend like we're kings. Like, let me try this fish taco over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and then not be like, oh, I spent all my money. And like, I just yeah. want right. that right. much money. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can leave a good tip. Yes. You can actually just be like, hey, guys, this is on me. No yeah. big deal. No big like, not, not to, like, make it anything. It's just like, and you didn't open your bank account first. You just, just knew. Just check. You yeah. just knew you had, an, an, you had 300 bucks in there. You knew you had more than enough. Yep. Your bills are going to be paid, and you can just you can enjoy the time where, yeah. And so I think that's where it is. It's not a millionaire. It's just where your lifestyle allows for you to not have to look at your bank account the whole time. And it just becomes that thing because I think once you start making that much money, you then go back to I have to look at my bank account all the time mm-hmm. for different reasons, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so and 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 then I think you have so many enemies, and they're not enemies; they're frenemies, right? Yeah. They're trying to get a piece of that and. Uh, there's a oh I'm bringing up 
so many movies today. <laughs> but it has nobody I can remember. Alec Baldwin. Why do you Hawkins, not remember and, any of the movies that you bring? Anthony, <laughs> all the characters, no, all the scenes. This is fun, though. This is fun. <laughs> we can figure this out. Anthony Hopkins, Alec Baldwin, and um, Anthony Hopkins is super rich. And he goes up oh. to like this place in Alaska so they can take pictures of his hot wife. How do you make um, how do you make uh, fire out of snow? Is the R- question he keeps asking. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But he gets up to this like wilderness in Alaska and meets this guy that's just been living in this cabin. He's like just this outdoor wilderness guy. Yeah. Five minutes into the movie, he's already asking him for money. He can't Jesus. even he can't even escape it. And yeah. I just think that like once you have your own plane, everybody wants to use it. True. <laughs> you know? And yeah. so like like let's just get to the level of right before you buy the private jet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right there. That balance of like I've got enough time and money That's to enjoy both, yeah. you know. Yeah. Cuz if you work all the time and make a billion dollars, I'm not jealous of you. Like you can you I can have that life. Not <laughs> jealous of Elon Musk. If you've heard no. him on any podcast, the dude sleeps like 4 hours a night. He does not. He cannot be happy. I think he's just on the spectrum and he doesn't know no better that's right? just like how he operates <laughs> yeah that's how he like operates man how have you said that because that's been in my head so much and i've just felt rude saying it out loud no. but I, I i do believe he's so well, intelligent because of some what would what would be considered a disability but i don't think it is no yeah. like, like yeah, it's not a disability and, right he's it, just that type is, of person it's yeah. almost a superpower yeah for him, yeah. right and he's able to like separate this. The, he has emotion. He can be funny. He gets all of that. But he like can separate himself so in such a different way that we normal humans can't. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I wouldn't want. I don't envy him in the no, least. No. I look up to him. I admire like some of his things, not all. And I don't want to be him. Nope. I don't want to have a spare forty three billion <laughs> to buy to buy Twitter. Twitter. With like, but then I start thinking about. It, I'm like, oh, this isn't just because he's bored. Like he's too smart to do stuff like this because he's, he's bored. He already has rockets yeah. that yeah. land themselves. Yeah. Like yeah. what is he? What is Twitter going to become? Like, who knows? He's I have no old. idea. I'm excited to see. Yeah. I got. Right? I, got I got back on Twitter. I know that. Oh, Me I'm too. Close. I did. I did. Not I necessarily just, because, but I was like, oh, I'll try it out. It's I want to see. Yeah. I want to see what happens. So I'm doing the same thing probably this week. <laughs> the only thing I'm doing Welcome is liking uh, the Iron Sheik's tweets. Because he says F. The wrestler? Yeah, the wrestler. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who you're First of all, about. yes, he's still alive. <laughs> he's, so he's like a, he used to be one of Hulk Hogan's like main protagonist, or antagonists. Mm-hmm. Antagonists. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then, and he wasn't very popular. But then, he, then he got on Twitter. And this was like, a, I don't know, a long time ago that I'd, I'd heard about this. Might even have been a documentary, something like that on Netflix. And I was like, wait a minute. The, the Iron Sheik, like, because to me, he wasn't that popular of a wrestler. I was not into him at all. But then mm-hmm. I learned, like, he has a really cool backstory. He was, like, a real wrestler from Iran. And I, I was married to a person from Iran for a while. So I was like, whoa, I was, you know, learning all this stuff about Iran and uh, the Persian culture and all that. And I, I made that connection with him. And then fast forward. So he's an amazing guy, actually really amazing athlete. But then fast forward, he's just now on Twitter, and he tells everything to F itself. Just every day. Just... <laughs> And he calls people jabroni, <laughs> and he tells situations and random people to f themselves. Wow! And I'm like, this is exactly what I want to be on Twitter for. This is <laughs> it brightens my day. I like almost all the ones that I see. I'll share them with other. It's all I want to do is just watch this old fake wrestling chic tell people to f themselves, and he still goes out of his way. To bring up Hulk Hogan and call him a jabroni, <laughs> I'm like, this is this is it for me. <laughs> that is beautiful. Hey, you gotta find 
the gym out there. You've got to find your Iron Sheik. What yes. is it for yes. you, man? Where is your Iron Sheik? Yeah. Right? Iron Sheik tweet. <laughs> you want to hit them? Yeah, yeah. Right there. Well, this has been fun. This has been good. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we also have a, a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deal is, though, if you're gonna give money to Skyler, you first have to become our Patreon. Yeah. So system in place. Yeah. Or at least share. You know, like, hey, I'm giving money to this one. Didn't have enough money for the other one, but you totally should, or else you're kind of just you don't have this it yeah. that everyone's looking for. It. You don't have it. Okay. Unless you're given to this podcast. And, and, and right now on our Patreon, we do have one one-minute video up yeah. saying thank you to everybody. Yes, it is. We have um, some music, original music from Joe coming. And then we're also going to, now we realize we're going to have a, a hidden podcast episode. Yeah, the movie thing. There. Yeah. yeah um, that's exciting. And, and you can watch Boondon 6 with us. And if they're on your Patreon, what do they get? Um, you get a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Of, of me trying to make this podcast that is really about 40, 50 minutes. Mm. And I'll squeeze it down to 20 because there's a lot of my brain just not appropriately working. <laughs> ah. And so if you like the raw deal of it, you get that. Um, you can get advanced listener copies where um, I, I post it. I post some of my production and tell me if you like these characters or am I about to make 11 hours of a character you hate. Oh, yeah. I do take constructive criticism well. I'm here to, I'm not the ultimate audiobook narrator. I just want it to be the best it can be. And so if you want to get in on that, I do appreciate that, but it comes with a price because I would like to be, and yeah, I want to buy those appetizers. Yeah. Man. So yeah. Appetizer. I want to be appetizer rich. Yeah. And I do have my lowest tier. It's just a dollar. If you just think that what I'm doing is cool enough that you want to support it, but you don't want anything back from it, just a dollar a month. It doesn't mean shit to you, but it means a lot to me. There you go, man. Man, it's almost like we need a dollar up there, too. Yeah. $12 a year would, I mean, if like 100 people were giving us $12 a year. Yeah. That stuff adds yeah. up, man. It, it's well, all, it, you know, it all I, adds up. I'm somehow. considering giving you a dollar a month right now just because <laughs> of that. Yeah. Yeah. I inspired. Yeah, I feel inspired. Granted, if you want to, my tier system's so messed up. It's basically, don't be fooled. It's all the same thing. And I say it in in my descriptions. Like, this is pretty much just the same as the other one, but you pay for it for it. Like, how much do you (laughs) want to support me? Yeah. It seems silly, but I mean, I don't know what I can really offer to anybody that would be worth money because it feels weird asking for it. But being supported feels great. And it's (sighs) allowing me to live the dream that I don't work in an office anymore and I can just try my hardest living this life that I think is worth living and to have support that's all that, that I can that, ask that, for that was the coolest moment for me is when I was sitting it was actually on my birthday I was sitting there and I got a notification um, from Patreon and it was somebody I didn't know mm-hmm. and uh, I was it was the I, I can't explain that feeling right it was like it mm-hmm. we were talking about it the whole podcast it was, was like it it takes it. one person you're like oh my god they right. think it's and, oh my god! And so, if you're out there considering either giving to either one of our, just know that when we get that notification, it's like catching the fish mm-hmm. or hitting that note right or mm-hmm. or getting the right moment in the bar or whatever. And I think it's really cool that they can have insight into pre-production before the book is out. They can have like insight. They yeah. Can tell you like, oh, I don't like how high pitched the voice is, or you know, whatever. Yeah. That's really cool. That's that pretty cool. We're coming together, collaborating to make the best things we can make. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, check out Skylar Reed. Skylar Reads. At Skylar Reads. Yep. There we go. At Skylar Reads on Instagram. That's my favorite place. That's where I follow him. Everywhere else, too. At Skylar Reads. Yep. All, all the socials. 
Except except the podcast. Podcast is what is it? It's that's weird. Uh, it's TVOSM. TV the voice of Skylar Morgan. Oh, my old right, podcast TV. forever ago was that. There you go. Uh, the voice of. If Skylar. you go to any of my Skylar Reed stuff, you'll find my podcast sprinkled uh, in every once in a go. while. There so, or cool. just check the links in the show note right below. Yeah, and you'll find all those things. I'll put them in there. And all I'm going to do is copy and paste them from the previous episode. So perfect. That's right there. <laughs> That's good. I'm doing it nice. the same way. We do. I can't remember if we did this on the last episode, but we've started including our guest into our sign off. And oh. so I'm going to say, I've been Brian. You're going to say, I've been Skyler. Yep. And then I've been Joe. And then all together, we're going to say, we'll see you next show. We'll see you next show. Okay. All right. All right. We got it. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, share this with a friend because sharing is caring. We love you. I've been Brian. I've been Skyler. I've been Joe. We'll, we'll see, see you next, next show. show. Ta-da!